Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hello again, guys. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. My name is Thomas, and welcome to another episode of the Brocast Podcast. And joining me, as always, is my brother from the same mother and father. Give it up for Alan. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another fun-filled episode of the Brocast. It's your bros. It's me. It is he. It is I. I am Alan. Tom, how are you? Bro, I'm good, and I'm actually very excited for another wrestling companion. We had a week yeah. off, guys, but... We're back in Yuri's again. We gave you not one, not two, but three TBK vaults, guys, didn't we, Al, over the last couple of weeks? We did. We did. A lot of interesting things have been going down this and down here in Victoria right now. Between earthquakes a couple of weeks ago, uh, tradies out there rioting in the streets, you know, consecutively, you know, consecutively sorry, I can't say it correctly, um, you know, three weeks in a row now, blah, 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 and all that shit. And all the good times are happening, especially with the COVIDness. Yeah, well, guys, it's that crazy world, and I was actually listening back to a show we did last year, and I think it was June of last year, and we're talking like, hey, bro, when we're actually back together in November, like, we're talking about COVID being away, and here we yes. are in, like, October, so <laughs> we're thinking it was going to be done by last year, but yeah. there's a funny note, too, where I think I asked you in one of our shows last year, how long do you think this will go for? Yes. And I was thinking like, I don't know, six months. And you said, bro, this will be around for at least two to three years. And I'm like, what? And you said, bro, our kids will grow up into this. Sadly. And I'm like, I can't believe that. Yeah. Sadly, 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 that is what possibly could be the outcome. Um, I think, you know, if you try not to watch the news as much these days, but it's always on there, sadly, it's... Um, how many cases are happening down here and worldwide and stuff like that. I think people just have sort of, in a way, stopped caring and mm. they just want to continue on with life. Well, quick so, question. Um, like, mm. do you know anyone that's actually got COVID or had it? No. That's mm. the one thing. For a brief time, I was afraid that I had it. Mm. And uh, I think I've spoken to you about it. But yeah, I actually got super worried and I was a little bit afraid and the dumb thing on my behalf is that I didn't get tested. 
but mm. I think all it was was just a it was just a cold I think I had and that's what they say it's the symptoms you get a scratchy throat runny nose mm. pounding headaches and, and all that stuff you get very lethargic and I think it was just a worry of me thinking that I might have it but then lo and behold about two days later I felt fine and I mm. went to my doctors and I said that and they said no you seem fine I mean we can do a test if you like and I said well you don't need to I'd rather not and they're like yep yeah, that's perfectly fine and I was on my way what about yourself the strange thing for me is I actually got sick before COVID actually got really bad I remember getting a really bad head cold in March of last year before all our office went into lockdown um but it's like the one thing I've always seen is like we always see the stats on the news and the numbers, but I'm like, in all this time, I've actually never known someone who's got it. Like, I'm not saying I don't think it's real. Yeah, I'm of just course. Like, I don't oh, yeah, know I don't anyone know in our direct circle. Like, none of our mates, none of our direct family have contact, you know, contracted it. Uh, even though I, we have a lot of family who live in the northern suburbs, you know, we haven't heard much from our family over there where the yeah. numbers are the highest. But I just thought, I'll just ask Alan, does he actually know anyone that's actually contracted it you know, over the last year or so? No, I don't know anybody, and which is kind of good because I don't really... I mean, my social circle is not as big as it used to be back in the day. I used to know every man and his dog, even, you know, and that was back then, but now I'm sort of like happy being condensed with the people that I know, mm. family members, couple of mates, that's about it. Um... And that's my choice too, because again, I've just decided in life was like, you, there's a lot of people that carry a lot of baggage. I'd rather be spending time with the people with the, uh, no, I wouldn't say baggage, but with the good stuff. Hmm. Well, who my wife and I talked the other day, we realized that the only other guy that I talk to is you. So it's kind of sad, bro. <laughs> like we chat to our mates in messages, but the only other guy that I really speak to catch up with is yourself. Yes, yes, that is very true. That's good. Not a bad was, thing, but it's a good thing. I was waiting for you to say, um, well, Tom, I catch up with lots of other men besides you. But... Well, no, actually I haven't because um, I, I can't lie to you on that one because I haven't. Mm. I haven't seen a lot of, um, our, like I said, our mate, your mates and my mates are the same people and we pretty much chat on it in our group chats that we have. Mm. Um, it's the ability to go out and socialise with them is the hard, difficultness because, again, with these bloody restrictions that we have. What, are we 10 or 15 now, I think, in terms of being able to go out a bit more further? It could change at any moment, you know. So mm-hmm. I think it's 15, yes. But again, life gets a hold of you sometimes, especially if you're parentals or if you're working heaps and you're doing, you know, two lots of jobs every now and again. Sometimes your social life will suffer from it but then at the mm. end of the day you're just going to be mindful of yourself well there's a question that's what me and the wife were talking about earlier is like what do you do to keep yourself sane you know during these times like what do you do to keep yourself is there like a daily thing you do a walk or take the dog for a walk or do something what do you do what you just answered there what you just said there was just um a, a walk it does mm. definitely help me i normally take my son out uh, he and i will go for like a not a massive walk, but we just go around the block, and most of the time, by the end of it, he is wrecked, and is basically mm. going, can we stop? And I'm like, yeah, mate, we can stop. But in a way, I wish sometimes, you know, it's good for him to get out, but I would rather keep going and going mm. and going. Um, I think I've spoken about this too. My sleeping pan's been effed for quite a while, and that's because purely we've been doing, um, again, 
not going to work, not going on site, but sometimes it's just having about four hours sleep, and that's enough for me. And majority of the, of the night is spending time with the family. As soon as the family is asleep, I'm in the other room, in my games room, gaming it up. Mm. So I'm either playing COD or if I'm either playing um, for, uh, Fortnite or any of those other multiplayer games. Um, I'm still, sort of shooting myself in the foot when I'm knowing that I'm like, oh yeah, just one more game, one more game, one more game. And I start gaming at nine and then I look over and it's three in the friggin' morning. I'm like, shit, I've got to be out, up and out soon. You know, so... Mm. That's one thing too. I think it's a uh, it has to sort of stop. I have to tell myself sometimes like you need just do one game. One game is enough. Every couple of days, used mm. to be the weekends, but now it's not. It's just like nah, you do it mm. daily now. Well, I try and do like a yeah. game night and then a movie night, a game night and then a movie night. So it's not mm-hmm. gaming twenty four seven because like I yep. can do that. I can get into a game and go deep like hours and hours and then the yes. same as you look up and go oh crap it's you know 10 past 2 okay I better get to bed but I think too like I'm just trying to like even catch up on my Netflix list like eliminate yes. all my all my watch lists all my lists in like Stan or Prime just watch all that stuff clear all yep. that stuff out put some new stuff in but talking about going out we had a funny story today we uh, took the family for a little local walk to Warrandyte the Warrandyte Reserve Park where we used to go as kids you and I and the family and yes yes we thought, we'll bring Daddy out you know come on doggy and over that way you can actually let go of your dog off the lead and let him walk let him actually yes. openly interact so yes. we let Daddy go and Daddy can be quite timid with some dogs but also very excited with other dogs yes and we let him go today and a female dog was coming towards us as Daddy was coming as we're walking up and down. So what does he do? He goes up, has a bit of a sniff, but then lies down on his back and starts licking under her. Oh. And we're like, Jesus, Daddy, get up there, mate. And she's just, she's, the dog's just taking it. And the owner just goes, oh, look at him. He's having some fun, isn't he? And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. Older woman too. But her words were, he's having some fun, nudge. Nudge is me on the arm, isn't he? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, so, hang up, on, whoa, be, whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Yeah. Just... You don't. You didn't even bury the lead there, bro. Okay, you, mm. you just full on, straight up said that your dog went off the lead and started macking on another dog. You know, they say that dogs out there sort of sometimes emulate their masters. You know, um, what the fuck, bro? I'm, I'm trying not to swear in this episode right now, and I'm like. Hey, hey, how old's your dog? He's, he's not even a pup that much anymore. Oh, is he? He's or probably is he about five. That Jesus. Oh, he's a teenager. There we go. Yeah. That's why. But then but a funny note, another thing that happened a couple of weeks ago, we took him out to our local park and he mm. actually had another dog mount him and he didn't know what was going on. He just stood there. And I'm like, oh, Daddy, okay. And then the owner runs up and goes, oh, grabs him, pulls him off my dog. Has, like, has, your, has your dog been um, de-sexed? Yeah, he's he had, had all that. He has, he's had all the... Okay. Yeah, and so well, okay, he doesn't have the balls or anything like that, but he knows he can go full macking on, and mm. then you know, next week you have got this older woman going, oh, "Looks like she's having some fun." <laughs> yeah, you know, it sort of takes me back to I think it was a couple of weeks ago that 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 happened, and in, uh, in a zoo in the states, the <laughs> two giant silverback gorillas start doing that in front of a large group of people. Behind the you know, behind the glass, 
Mm. Like, I don't, I don't know if it was two male gorillas or two females. Well, it was like, and they, you know, there's pictures of it too. I remember it was very, very funny. I remember looking at it, and then it's like, you know, people going, "Oh my god," you know, I didn't, they, I didn't know they did that. And they're like, yeah, and then there's this big silverback thing macking on the other one. It was just like, my goodness, animals, aren't they? <laughs> a wonderful, you know, beautiful creatures they are. Yes, look at this. It's very good. Mm, yes, go, mate, go, get him. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that would be me. Fuck, oh, <laughs> mate, I'll be like, yeah, bro, yeah. Everyone so need everyone clap, everyone clap, come on, clap, go on, go, go, yeah. No, I don't want to other and they're like, sir, please leave. <laughs> okay, I'll get me a bag. <laughs> I'll get me a bag. I don't know why am I not wearing? My, I should be wearing my bag at all times. Did I take my bag off and say? Get together. Let's clap. <laughs> Let's clap these gorillas. Look at them go. Yeah. Well, how, how do we how do we segue this? Hell, what's the segue? Well, guys, uh, it's another wrestling companion for this month for you guys for this week. So whatever the it's going on. Um. Yeah. Let's just move on with the show. Hey, I don't really want to talk about animals. Uh, you know, going south of the border. Let's just move on. Well, with that being said, guys, we're doing something that we haven't done in almost a year. We are travelling back to 1992, and since it's the Halloween season, we are doing Halloween Havoc 1992, which took place on October 25L. 25th, and uh, we are bringing that for you guys here today. Uh, Nearly, what would we say, 20 years ago. Mm, Nearly 30 Um, years ago. I think it's 29 years, I think. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, yes, so this is, we're ready for you guys now, so hopefully there's some big matches on this one, especially the spin the wheel, make the deal match, where, uh, before we start, uh, just a warning to people too, when we hit play, there is a segment they're going to show the possible matches that Jake the Snake and Sting are going to have. We're going to pause that moment and we're going to read out uh, the matches and then we'll probably give Tom and I will probably make some shitty ass jokes about it and then we'll just go back to playing the pay-per-view for your viewing pleasure I was going to say that because when I was watching it yesterday I'm like what the hell it's just too quick mate like by the time they've put like 13 down it's 10 seconds in and then they've already skipped it I'm like I only got to the 5th one I can't read properly so I mean you could have watched it at home you have the power to pause it but you chose not to do anything about it did you Oh, come on, it's not doing it. It's, oh, no, no, you, you again because you're lazy, right there in yourself. <laughs> you could have gone up and gone. Oh, I mean, maybe you could have jumped on the Wikipedia. You could have jumped on the Twitter or something like that. Just maybe what the potential matches might have been. But you're like, no, I'm too afraid. I don't want. No, to. well, I, I, I had too the much pressure. I had the PlayStation control too far, and I'm like, yeah, Daddy can't get up to, to roll on the back a couple of seconds, right, kids? Must be hard. It must be hard having a PlayStation 5 and able to do that, you know. <laughs> huh? <sighs> yeah, shut up. Funny that, funny that I have a PlayStation 5, but I don't play a lot of PlayStation 5 games, though. So. Yeah, <laughs> uh, quirky humor, guys. You get it? You get it? I have a PlayStation 5, but I play PlayStation 4 games on it. <laughs> How dare you? You're mean I, to me, God. Yeah, well, just think about it, man. Just the, the things that are coming out of your face. It's just, PlayStation 5. I keep forgetting because I'm trying to do the visuality of your face, but I forget that sometimes 
this is not a a visual show. This is all purely podcast um, through your ears and your car stereos and all that jazz and blah blah blah. But it's never or it's never for visual. You know, maybe that's a thing for the future. Well, like I'm happy to take a, a video snippet and upload a little bit of you making fun of me. So yeah, maybe this moment right here would be great for the Halloween season. Well, I, I will in promotion for the show, guys. Now, if you actually have your WWE Network, go to uh, pay-per-views, WCW, or in-ring section, and then WCW, Halloween Havoc 1992. Uh, Sting battles Jake the Snake Roberts in a spin-the-wheel, make-the-deal match. Rick Rue clashes with the NWA World Heavyweight Champion Masahiro Chono. Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes face Dr. Death Steve Williams and Steve Austin. And Big Van Vader battles Nikolai Koloff, which is for the United States Championship, currently held by Rick Rude. And Ricky the Dragon Steamboat faces Brian Pillman plus Arn Anderson, the WCW World Heavyweight Champion Ron Simmons, and more. But before That's we right. actually kick into this uh, this live, live watch-along, guys, we want to give a shout-out to not one, but two great podcasts. Check these guys out. Going up, I'm Peter W. Dawson. And I'm James Bullock. And we're here to invite you to take a trip and join us at the top of the Pop Tower podcast. During your stay, you'll be treated with reviews of movies, TV shows, and video games. The latest blockbusters, celebrating our favorite video game franchises, and even our thoughts on modern day pro wrestling. There's always something for everyone. Check us out on QuinnPop.com or wherever you get your podcasts, such as Spotify, iTunes, even Google Podcasts. And once you're there, you can uh, join up, join the rest of the hundreds of VIPs who've enjoyed hundreds of episodes and counting of the Pop Tower Podcast. Well, hello there. My name is Ryan, and with me, as always, is the man, the myth, the legend, the one, the only, Vinny. And we are the hosts of the Front Face Lock Podcast. We are brought to you in part by Lucky 13 Beard Company. You can find them at Lucky13BeardCO.com or on Twitter at Lucky13BeardCO. Here at the Front Face Lock Podcast, we drink, we watch old wrestling pay-per-views, and we give our twisted drunken views on what we are watching. And sometimes, for no reason, we'll go off on a drunken rant about whatever's on our mind. You can find us at anchor.fm slash Podcast or anywhere else you can find a podcast. Instagram and Facebook at FrontFaceLockPodcast and Twitter at FrontFaceLock. If there's anything you want to hear, you can email us at FrontFaceLockPodcast at gmail.com. All right, guys, we are back. Alan, could you give us our countdown? All right, peeps, get ready to jump on right now with us. And here we go in five, four, three, Two, one. That was scary, Al. Oh. Spooky. <laughs> it's a man with face paint yelling at the moon. It's a man with a mustache. You're laughing at his feet. <laughs> Just giggling. Take the snake giggling. It's our father coming out of a haunted door. It's, no, it's Ron Simmons. It's the barbarian. It's Chono. And there's another sexy man with a mustache. Oh, no, that's Rick Rude. Halloween Havoc. Halloween Havoc WCW. Live from Philadelphia, PA. Now, what's really cool, and I actually noticed this when I was watching it the other day, because it's in Philadelphia, which is the home of ECW, three ECW people are actually in the crowd tonight. Oh, really? 
Yeah, you see Straw Hat Guy. Um, they're on the hard camera shot. Vladimir and um, oh, I can't forget who the other fellow yeah. is, but yes, I know who you're meaning. Tonino Chavante and Bruno San Martino. Look at that chin on Bruno. Look at that. I know, look at that, but look at the chin on Shivani. <laughs> no beard. All right, guys, get ready to press pause. Uh, very soon, we will let you know, and we're going to read these out to you. We're up to five, six, seven, eight. Slow down. Nine. I'm Tom. I'm under pressure now. Ten. Uh, Twelve. There we go. Yep, there we go. I've paused it at 132. One th- exactly. Me too. Okay, guys. We have the Texas Bull Rope match. When do you think of that match, Tom? Who do you think of? Texas Bull Rope, I think of Dusty Rhodes. There we go. I would think the same with um, uh, probably Bradshaw. Yep. Yep. Uh, Spinner's Choice. Uh, I think of John Cena's Spinner Belt. Hmm. There we go. Or The Miz. <laughs> Russian Chain Match. Uh, if I were to think of current now, I would think Rusev from WWE, but I would mm-hmm. think more Nikolai Koloff in WCW yep. now for Russian chain. Yep. yep. Uh, the dog collar match. Uh, if I was thinking now, I would be the late Brody Lee and Cody Rhodes, AEW, mm-hmm. but okay. I would probably go more uh, the Junkyard Dog. Yep, JYD. Uh, I quit. I quit uh... the podcast. I'm done. I'm sick of this shit. Number four. Okay, this is number five. We're done. Yeah, that's right. You there, Al? No oh, one's left. <laughs> um, I quit. Oh, anyone? I think of what yeah. the what Terry Funk and what Ric Flair, nineteen eighty nine. Oh, uh, mainly one of my personal favourites mm. is the Mankind and the Rock at the Royal Rumble ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, we have the Bob Barbed Wire. That's a different one, isn't it, for tonight? Mm. That's I, very I, what um FMW Japan wrestling. Mm-hmm. Maybe it sort of takes me to Cebu and maybe Terry Funk. Mm. My eye, my eye. Yeah, that type of um, cage, also known as a fence match. <laughs> a fence match. Mm-hmm. Lumberjacks with belts. That that sounds what a TNA match that they did with Samoa Joe and Jeff Jarrett. But it's pretty much everyone is surrounding the ring. Uh, it's just with belts. So if you get thrown out to uh, you know into the outside, you just get welded with a belt. Yeah. Uh, Prince of Darkness match. Now, do you remember what that one used to be? No. Uh, hang on. Blind, that was um the, oh the blindfold. Blindfold. Yeah. W, remember TNA. Uh, TNA. Yeah, they yes, did it. Yes, we did this one. Yeah, we we covered this one. Uh, the Texas Death Match. Uh well, that sounds very Terry Funk style. Nice mm-hmm. hardcore matchup. Nice hardcore match with a hint of violence on the side with blood. <laughs> With the uh, just, might see some uh, internal injuries, maybe. Maybe a foot. Bring, bring in a car. Come on, do it. Yeah, bring a car in. Use the glass. Use the glass. <laughs> use the fucking glass. Tom screams. <laughs> a coal miner's glove match. Now, to be honest, I've actually never seen one before. You haven't? You haven't seen <laughs> I have no idea what... I, my original idea was it was literally just a coal miner's glove itself. That's it. Just like a slap, like a dual glove. That's all I thought it was. That's what it is. But inside of the glove, there's like a, a foreign object or something. Ah. And it does can do some damage. You know, it's almost like brass knucks inside of a glove that you can wail onto somebody. And first blood. 
Yeah, that's a good bloody one. I like the first blood matchup. Yeah. Yeah, cool. All right, guys. Thanks very much. That was fantastic, Tom. Jeez, I'm glad that we wasted a good couple of minutes there. But the people's viewing choices right here, just going, oh, yeah, that one's pretty good. Yeah, that one's all right, too. You know what they should have done? Just oh. really quickly. Just yeah. thinking with my uh, <laughs> make a wrestling promotion hat, they should have given every match a theme tonight and did it like this. Um, isn't that what they're doing? No, just just no. the main event itself has a theme. But I would have liked the opening match could have been a dog collar, or this next match is an I quit, like Raw Roulette. D- Haven't we recovered that? Yeah, but I wish it was th- here they did that. Oh, this oh, okay. time, not me too. On tonight's card, you could have got oh, yeah. Chono and Rude in a barbed wire matchup. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't think that both of them will go for it. Um, that would be a bit much. All right, um, I think we've uh, filibustered enough to know. Um, we're going to hit play yet again, guys, in five, four, three, two, one. Spin the wheel, make the deal. And what are you drinking there tonight? I'm drinking a Flying Power Watermelon flavour. Flying... Sorry, one more time. Flying Power? Flying Power. Do you, do you shop at Eldi? Yes, I do. Yeah, it's the new... It's the Eldi Energy Drink. Ah, okay. Now. There we go. They used to come in the mini can. They're the big cans now. Now, we're seeing on our screen here that the Barbarian is taking different power slams from different wrestlers that Cactus Jack has set up because he is facing Ron Simmons tonight. And I think there was a pretty good uh, Saturday night episode where it's, I think, uh, Barbarian's pulling Cactus in a car or he's driving behind him as Barbarian's pulling the car along this long dirt road training for the matchup. And after that, Barbarian ate the car. <laughs> oh, hey, look, at, look at this. Dustin and Barry, man, just smacking him. That's a full slap in the face. Man, I just hear when um, Bruno Sammartino, he just sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's exactly what I thought when I watched this the other day. I'm like, is that Arnold or what? Are they related? What's going on here? What's going on here? Oh, here we got uh, JR, a very young JR there. Mm, we got Medusa as well. Oh, yes. So Beautiful. due to the fact that Rude's getting a title shot for the NWA, he also has to defend his United States Championship tonight. Yes, he does. Look at that red bow tie on Tony, man. Look at the hair, the quaffness to it. Yeah, that's, yeah. I was going to say that part in the middle there, then it kind of bit volume up in the front there. And... I could bring that back. I would love to bring that back, that type of hair. Mm. Okay, see you later, guys. Oh, wait hey, a minute. Oh, oh, my Lord. Good Lord. It's Miss Hyatt. How do y'all? <laughs> she she makes comments tonight that make me go, I, what is this time? Like this later on when you see when she tries to get into, I think it's Vader or Rick Rude's locker room. That's the first locker room I've never been allowed in before. I'm like, what? <laughs> what is this? Oh, wait a minute. JR and Jesse the Volley Ventura are going to be our voices tonight of the commentary. No, we're going to be your voices, unfortunately, but they're at this time we are the commentary team. When I first saw this the other day, I'm like, is that Stone Cold Steve Austin or Jesse the Body? The beard, oh the hair? 
Look at that well, front on. The, Look at that. <laughs> I was saying the lack of hair, but the, you should do that. You should do the rack's tail. That's actually pretty popular. I actually seen a few people around this area doing that rat tail where they shave the head and then at the back they have a high rat tail. I think, what is that? Scum. Yeah. Look at and, Jim Ross, right? Okay. What are we doing? I don't think th- I don't think at this time Jr. really got along with the Jesse Body Ventura that much mm. for um when they did commentary together. Yeah, they do worked well at some times, but there is a bit of clashing tonight, especially when like he'll have a response for Jr. and then Jr. doesn't say anything else, like leaves it, moves on something else. As you're saying, the WCW gentlemen uh, are in just behind Jr. on his shoulder. Oh, yes, with the yeah. uh, straw hat. Yep. Yep. What made me laugh, too, watching this was, like, I actually think these two kind of remind me of you and me. Like, you remind yes. me of JR, but I'm kind of like the conspiracy theory, like Jesse the Body. Yeah. I get it. I can be grumpy sometimes. And I know that JR's, if you listen to some of his shows, or even if he's on AEW, he can be an old curmudgeon sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to... Bastries, Atlanta, GA, whoa, whoa. This is a very good matchup. Good, good matchup. The old school versus new school. These are these are the dads. Mm. This is the this is the dad team. You do not mess with these guys. And they're so over. Look at the crowd. Yeah. I think it's Michael Hayes really here. He, he was mm. over with a lot at this time. Whoa, whoa. Streets, nasty and hot. Look at that blonde mane. Unbelievable. Bobby Eaton, he was in our ECW show, I think, last year, teaming up he with was. Arn. No, teaming up with um, Sabu, actually. Yeah, against Arn and Funk. Yes. 1992, we're going way back here, guys. Unbelievable. Mm. Look at these ripped up, LA. The Z-Man, Johnny Johnny Gunn, and Shane Douglas without the Frisbee. Yeah, because when was Frisbee? That was 1990, wasn't it? With um, Johnny, yeah. Yes. The mullets. The mullets in this match alone. So I would have been, what, six years old at this time, and you would have been eight when this yes, was happening. Was. And there was really no way that we, we would have even got WCW in Australia. It was really... Well, I don't even think we got WWE. No. No. No, at that time, wrestling wasn't really... I mean, we probably get like the old school black and white stuff that we used to watch from uh, uh, one of our family members back in the day, mm. some of the old school videotapes here. Yeah. But at this time... No, we had nothing. Would have been, what, just VHS buying it online, getting it sent here after like seven weeks long? and Online? There was nothing mm. even existing at that time of the internet. Arn Anderson just pinched the that. cheek. Yeah, I love that. It's the really <laughs> slow snatch smack pinch. <laughs> and he just beats the shit out of him for getting pushing him. And I think from memory, I think Johnny Gunn was actually in our show from November last year. Remember we made it the poster of our Saturday Night 92 show with JR in the middle interviewing two young talents coming in? I think one Johnny of them Gunn was Johnny was Gunn. Johnny yeah. Gunn, the others was the same man. Oh, yeah. Yep. The 
that's the only time of my, of my life I've actually looked really good in acid wash jeans. <laughs> and really, guys, you know, how this idea came up around doing 92 is like, yeah, I have just was actually getting deep into some 93 WCW mm-hmm. in the last couple of weeks during the lockdown, and I thought, we should do this time period. Like, there's some really good events from this time, and it really does remind me of the 03, 04 WWE where you had two world title belts. Mm-hmm. Because at this time, you actually had two. You had the NWA championship, and you also had the uh, WCW world title until they eventually merged in 94 to have the international world title become the world belt, which we've covered in the TBK vault when Sting took on Flair. Yes. It's the dad's takes on this. It's the dad's group here taking on the kids or the young pups. Oh, that smack in the mouth. And that's the thing, like, because I was watching this coming in pretty cold the other day, I'm like, who are the heels and who are the faces? And you would kind of think that the young talent would be the good guys and the older dudes would be the heels. But any time that the faces, who I think are the young ones, show any offense, they get booed. That's because everyone is going for the the old dudes, mm. the old school guys, the fellas here. And listen to it. And as soon as Michael Hayes gets to tag in, they're making some noise. He taught Michael Jackson how to do the moonwalk. <laughs> taught Mick Jagger how to do the strut. And told Jeff Hardy to jump off things. <laughs> and if you don't do it, you're a pussy. Now get up there on the ladder. I think my first experience of seeing uh, Michael, I think, was with the Hardy Boys. 99, I think it was, or 98, I think, when WWE. When he had the uh, the old cane that he would try and use in matches. Yeah. And I remember he took a really bad beating at the hands of the Acolytes at that time. I remember him getting a double powerbomb that looked so stiff. You're like, oh, Jesus, Mike. He, he broke a his walking cane over mm. Bradshaw. And then um, I think they won the titles or they lost the titles thanks to that. And then they beat the living, living piss out of him. <laughs> and he is still going today as one of Vince's, I would say, you know, right-hand man. Mm. Vince McMahon. Well, you think about how, you know, Pritchard talks about how, you know, he left, but you think, you know, uh, Doc Hendricks, which is how I also knew him, yes. you know, Michael's always been there for a long, long time. Yes. Um, I think there's even been a couple of, what is it, the round table or something, or three, what's the thing called on the network? Table for three. Table for three, yeah, that he's also been on. Oh, the man's been around for a very long time. Hmm. So Shane Douglas would be, what, at least two years away from becoming ECW world champion? Mm-hmm. And then throwing the belt down probably in this very arena or the Hammerstein ballroom probably. Mm. And just saying he's changing the... There's no longer Eastern Championship Wrestling. There's Extreme Championship Wrestling. Well, I think at this time period too, you actually did have the war. Well, like you, you did have the three promotions, but you think here... There's no Nitro, there's no Monday Night Raw, there's no SmackDown, there's no Thunder. All you had was like WCW Worldwide. I think WWE had, what was it called at their time? Primetime Wrestling, I think it was. They had Primetime Wrestling period. or Superstars. Yeah. And then I think ECW just had Eastern Championship Wrestling, house shows and some of their taped events. Yep. 
that's right. Why, why, why is Jesse the Boy Ventura bringing up politics and wrestling? <laughs> he does it whenever Shane Douglas gets in the ring. He seems to uh, target Shane in this matchup. Yeah, he comes oh. across like a Republican, Jr. Yeah, uh, uh, okay. One End thing you'll probably um, you'll probably notice in this not this match but across the show that mm. Jesse the Body and Jr. are to the left of the screen. The mm. whole night, Jesse is rocking back and forth. Keep a close eye on it. Every time he's sitting there, he's rocking there like an old man, back and forth, back and forth, while he sits there holding the microphone. It's it's distracting. I kept watching, going, what is this fella doing? Maybe he took some, you know, some some sniff sniff before the, the beginning of the show, and maybe that's how he's keeping him active. Yeah. Maybe maybe he's a lot like Pat McAfee, where he has to be constantly moving, mm. and that's how he do, deals with being out and talking and. Well, I remember dealing. actually watching him on a news show a couple of years ago, and he did the same thing. He's on the couch there with all the hosts, and he's still, just as he's talking or waiting Ooh. to speak, he's rocking back and forth. I think I know what the one you're talking about. He's talking. He's on the Fox network, yeah, and he's talking about controversy, and he upsets the host of the show. 9-11. He's talking about 9-11. That's, that's yeah. it. Yeah. And he gets up and leaves. He goes, what? And, he look, and then he looks at him and goes, I didn't mean to upset him. What do you mean? You're like, you're well aware what you're doing, sir. It's very funny. He, he really comes from the opinion of, uh, as oh. an American, I thought we were allowed to have freedom of speech. I thought we were allowed to challenge opinions. Isn't that our American right? And now whenever we bring it up, we get blacklisted. We get told to be quiet. We get told to hush-hush about that. That's right. What do you think of Arn Anderson's clock reference a few weeks ago in AEW? Love it. <laughs> because purely because he's got a new shirt that came out a couple of weeks ago with his look with the glasses but it's with the Punisher oh style. what come yeah, so on I have, to, man. I, have to, I have to send you a photo of it and it looks amazing on um uh what was the name of the company that do it ad free shows I think they do it mm. Conrad's thing that he does and I think um AEW are now selling it as well the actual style of the Punisher. And I love it. It's just like, if a man came up to you, ah, shoot him! It's like, okay, Arn. <laughs> Even Cody's like, what the, okay, what are we doing? But it was about <laughs> near that same time that week, I remember, mm. that Goldberg threatened to kill Bobby Lashley. Yeah. And then Arn Anderson said, oh God, I would use a gun to shoot with somebody. And like, Okay, old bald men, stop threatening to kill people in wrestling. You know, this is a, for you know, good two to three hours. This is a nice little escape that we have to forget about the universe and what's going on in the world right now, about all the killings and shit like that, blah, 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 earthquakes, tradies. But you know, again, we're seeing bald man says to other man, I'm going to kill you. And the other man, I'm going to kill anyone with a gun. Okay. And then ripping off the tie and burning it. And... Yeah, I think uh, Eric Bischoff recently, I think on one of the 83 Week shows, was asked about that. And he said how <clears throat> Raw this week killed itself with one comment, one line. And that line was the Goldberg kill comment. He said, when you do that, he yeah. said, you know, some wrestling fans might think he really is going to kill him. It's like, you're, by saying that, even though it's not going to happen, 
you know, yes. you're putting this illusion that there's going to be a death at the pay-per-view, which just, you don't need to do that. It makes the child, he said, that to me looks like a 16-year-old boy trying to pick a fight with somebody. And they don't know what how else to use their words, so they use that, not knowing how to speak properly. I've, I've jumped online many times and I've had people that I've been playing with, you know, against on COD mm. and say, you know, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to come to your house and kill you. And you're like, man, you don't even sound like you got hair on your nuts. Shut the, shut the F up. Go sit down. Think about what you're saying. Mind you, I, I do love doing that to people, getting them so fired up and then hearing a quick little comment of just being called the most disgusting stuff other than the planet. And I'm just like, because <laughs> I've just ruined that person's mm. day just for a brief second. And then it goes away. Then I get myself killed and I'm like, well, that's karma. Yeah, you ever heard someone rage quit? Yes, I love that shit. Um, <laughs> I've a couple of teammates I'll be playing with, you know, just a couple of randoms. And you could just tell that there's someone up there who's uh, camping and constantly getting kills after kills. And then next minute, there's massive explosions. Someone's using all their perks and just hearing the absolute F word fly at everything and just losing their <laughs> shit. Love it. Yes, that's why I don't play online, guys. I just have no interest in playing online against... Like, I would play, like, with yourself, like, you doing a two-player thing. Yeah, But something where I have everyone else in my ears, I'm like, I don't have time for that. I don't need that. I want to tell you a great story the other night, too. I'm uh, playing a bit of Fortnite, and I'm doing squads. And I uh, team up with a couple of people. And then I had a a very young gentleman. Uh, We all... We were pretty much working together. We are doing really well. And then we jumped into a car together. And the car wouldn't go. And I'm like... So I turned my mic on. I'm like, we driving? What's going? And then this young fella goes, oh, well, there we go. There's the win. People are not happy with the young guys winning over the old guys. Yeah, it was a bit of a rush pin. It was a Louise press, but there was a bit of confusion with the win. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, and I said, like, oh, we're moving, lads. We're we doing. And then this young voice came up and said, "Can you get the air the car?" I'm like, "Excuse me, kid. This is my car. Get out of it." I'm like, "You understand this is squads, mate. We're meant to be working together here." No, <laughs> get the f out of my car. I went. Yeah, I said, "You sound like a little shit. You know, you're right. You got problems. You know, you got poo poo in your ass." You need to change your undies? What's wrong with you? You got problems? Oh, we got Missy. We got Missy back. And, uh, yeah, it was just a pure... I just, after that, went, you know what? I'm just leaving. You guys are fucked. I don't care. Left. (laughs) It's Harley Race. Look at that slicked hair, too, of Harley Race. Yeah, I'm not looking at Harley Race. I'm looking at... um, you're not coming in here. Here's the comment. Watch the comment by Missy now when the camera comes back to her. Here. <sighs> comment, tell. <laughs> hey, Missy, come in. Uh, oh, come in. Would you like a bevy? Do you like a Diet Coke? <laughs> maybe, maybe you want to use it afterwards. Oh. No comment, I don't know. 
Good, we're moving on. <sighs> interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I just don't have an interest. Like, I would rather do, like, if you and I did our own, like, TBK gaming or something like that and did some stuff, I would do it. But when it comes yes. to, like, being on the screen with other people, then, nah. I mean, I, I, I've been lost count how many times I've been called the a an F, but mm. not not the word F word, but the other word. Mm. And I'm like, hey, what are you talking about? Well, who you been talking to? I'm not. Or, you know, my favorite thing is, though, it's changed from the old days or the old cold days where someone says, I'm going to F your mum. Where I like to turn it around now. When someone says that to me, I say, I'll do that to your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and you immediately hear them shut down really quickly and go, what? And you're like, you keep that, I'm going to make love to your father. You and hear like, me? You hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I do that. And I do that. <laughs> I said, I'll come to your daddy's house and I'll make sweet love to him. And you'll immediately watch him. You either get two people that do that. They will laugh with me and go, okay, mate, that's enough. Or you get the people who get very angry. It's like, that's my dad, man. You don't talk about my father like that. And I'm just like, I'll come to your daddy's house. I'll make sweet love to him. Or he'll make love to me. You know, give or take. Just that change. I love seeing people just react to that. That's funny. Yep. Now, this is going to be good, this one, guys. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Flying Brian, man. One full 20-minute time limit. And I think you'll hear, too, like, they constantly talk about how much minutes are remaining, too. Like, you'll hear 10 minutes remaining or five minutes have gone past, and they do that for every match tonight. Well, it's the old school style. They used to do mm. that, and they do, do that in New Japan, and they do that in the AEW. And NWA. Because I think it's Graham Michael Capetta, I think, was the ring announcer at this time period. Yes, it is. Before we had, what, David Penza in the later part of WCW. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh. And Pillman here's the heel, isn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, this is kind of the early, well, just pre the formation of the Hollywood Blondes. Yes. That's because right. Austin's running around at this time period. You got Brian doing his own thing. Whoa. But we've had Skin a lot of Brian cast. on this show. We had what Brian last year when we did Capital Combat. I think we've had Brian on the first Nitro. Yes. Against Dushton Liger. Back in ninety five. Uh he was at the Survivor series of ninety 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 seven. Well, Steve right? Oh, oh, he's playing. Oh, that's 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 cool. That's pretty cool. Because he landed there, was like, oh shit, is everything all right? Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say it reminded me of the Batista Mark Henry spot. Remember when he but Batista's on the rope, Henry comes up and he knocks him, and then Batista pauses and then just jumps backwards, and you're like, what the? Yeah. <laughs> Acting. Who's that? Is that the who's the referee there? Is that um, oh, what was his name? Isn't he? He was fired by Bishop, wasn't he? Yeah. Because um, I think they say tonight, don't call him Pee Wee. Is what uh, Jr. says, and then um, I think yeah, Ventura wants to, but what's his name? I mean, he was fired, but he was also um, what he kicked a couple of fans when they tried to get in the ring and punt them, and 
Anyway, we saw that on um, one of the, I think it was the other WCW uh, Halloween Havoc we've covered as well. I'm going to find out. It's Pee Wee. I know yeah. that's his name. Yeah, because the last Halloween Havoc, guys, that we did was 1995. Yeah. Uh, referee Randy Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, he passed away in 2002. Uh, he passed away from testicular cancer, which I think is something we talked about, actually. Yeah. Yes. I think he was actually diagnosed from my when I read about it a while ago for like six years, though. Like, survived for six years of ongoing treatment, and then, yeah, finally got him. But I think he was actually quite young. Um, well, we we had a very similar thing down here in Victoria just a couple of weeks ago. Um, a couple of the uh, players of the AFL team, Aussie Rules Football, of the Carlton Club, uh, also known as the Blues, a young player was going through testicular cancer, mm. and the his teammates and a few other players because he was going through chemo that, you know, he shaved his head. So his fellow teammates did the same thing. Oh, well, that's good. So a couple of supporters actually got together and did a few things too. And, Mm. um, yeah, just that, but just hearing that, you know, he's lost both his testicles now. And, uh, I, when I heard that, I was like, I'm talking to my partner about it and going, that'd be so difficult I mean yes women mm. go through it with breast cancer sometimes they've got to have them removed and then mm. you can also have them you know replaced later on in time but as a man I've never really thought about it going you know because they're always there your testicles mm. but if, you know one day you wake up and you're like oh yeah they're not there anymore you've just got your thing left over it'd just be very just mm. difficult and to show how evil this disease can be well, that's what I was going to say. That's probably one of the scariest things I think the older we get as men. And I used to think as I grew up, oh, yeah, it only gets older men. And then mm-hmm. as I, I got, I'm like, wait a minute. No, no, no. It can get anybody at any age. Like, you can get a young boy, you could get a teenage fella, you could get a 20 year old, 30 year old, 50 year old. And, well, the player that I was yeah. particularly talking about, he's 25 years old. That's crazy. That's your and, whole yeah. life ahead of you. Huh. Yeah, no, it's one of the worst. That's the one biggest fear I've had, even having a partner too, is that, you know, having something happen with your wife or just go, oh, no, I can't. That's the scariest thing to have to experience. Yep. Yep. Always check. That's Mm. what I said to anybody, people out there, to the men and women that are listening to us right now, get your partner. If you've got a partner, check. Mm. Always uh, be safe. Well, that's the awesome. thing, like, you and I grew up in an era where, you know, as men, you don't really talk about how you're going. If it's, oh, yeah, no, just get itself better. You just don't treat it. Rub some dirt on it, you'll <clears> be fine. <throat> well, I've always felt, even having my two boys, is that if there's something going on, just come and tell me. Like, don't try and hold it, you know, if it's something that you want to talk to me about or mum about or the doctor, don't feel embarrassed. Just come and talk to us about it and we'll try our best to help you. And if we can't, you know, we'll go to the doctor and figure it out. But I've always been with my sons, is that talk about it don't withhold it and our dad was always open he always talked to us about it but I've always had my kids is yeah same thing don't hold back have those checkups have those visits there's nothing embarrassing about it so yeah talking is a major major thing in life to do peeps Mm. you've got and again I think it was wasn't as big when we were growing up again was just like rub some dirt on you'll be fine don't talk about don't blow your bloody sook 
Mm. Now today is basically it's okay. It's okay to say something. You got something on your mind, talk. Mm. <clears throat> he loved those leopard prints, didn't he? There. Brian. Yes, the bingle. Mm. You got Randy getting up there. Get off the, off the rope there, Randy. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, nice drop kick. It was interesting seeing uh, Ricky the Dragon come out without a Komodo dragon or a snake or a, 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 his wife that controlled his life or his son. I was going to say, which wife was it? Or the one that just, no, come on. Let's go. Yes. Put your hands See, down. Okay, I will. That's right. We're going. We're going now. Yep. I, I want to celebrate in the ring with everyone I love. <laughs> no, you need to have a shower, get in the car, and we need to go to church tomorrow. Yes, dear. Oh, I left the belt. Leave it. Okay. Ric Flair will get it for you. I don't like you hanging around with Ric Flair. Oh, just the just the finger shots there. He wasn't using a closed fist. He was using his whole hand. Well, I think they had the rule system too around top rope offense and closed fists at this time period too. Like wrestlers being timid around using top rope moves, but they could use the second rope. But when it comes to top rope, that's where there was like a, you might get a fine from the board of directors, you know, for breaking the rule set there. And those days are gone, long gone, you know. Because I think it was Bill Watts is the, you'd say the commissioner at this time. I think they had him. It would be GM today, but I think he yes. was like the authority figure. Yeah, see how Jesse's rocking back and forth just there? Yeah, I see him. Yeah. yeah, just chilling. Yeah, I, I just look at that sort of, uh, yeah, what, what Pat McAfee does on SmackDown, you know? Yeah, that guy's very, very energised, isn't he? Yes. Oh. That's concrete too out there. The yeah, there's, there's, there's mats on the rampway, but not on the outside of the ring. That gentleman there with the pink with the pink jumper and mustache. That's the fashion at the time in 1992. Just white pants, and mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't wear white pants today. No way. No. No, I'd be too afraid. <laughs> what do you think, Dolph? What the hell? <laughs> There's a brown streak going down the back. Don't look at it. Oh, but that's my probably fear, though, is because I just I get my pants dirty all the time. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say comment then, but I won't say it. But... Don't say it. I don't want to know. <clears throat> yeah. It just blends in. <laughs> now, just looking at my notes here. Yeah, so the Hollywood Blondes was March 27, 1993, on WCW Power Hour. Mm-hmm. Is where they actually defeated Steamboat and Douglas for the tag team belts. Oh, wow. So Dean mm. Douglas and... Uh, Steamboat, yeah. Steamboat with tag team is very cool. Because at this time, yeah, they were the unified tag team belts, which I think was both the NWA and WCW tag team championships. There's a cameraman down the front. He's an Asian gentleman, but he's been in wrestling for such a long time I want to know who he is because I've seen him in heaps of WW, WCW or WWE shows. Yep. But yeah, he, I can't, I don't know who, I've ever seen him in so many shows, but I just noticed that he's on our show tonight. Where's he standing? Just underneath the bottom rope. He's. Or on the far right corner? Yes. Oh yeah. 
Oh. Maybe work for Power Slam. Or, you know, one of the other wrestling companies that had the magazines. Mm. Well, you would have had, what, Observer, I think, and you would have had Pro Wrestling Illustrated, I think, at this time. Mm-hmm. I just noticed that, yeah, there's no WCW logo actually on the mat. Oh, wow. Yeah, Look that's right. Okay, I don't know. Oh. Like, that, that there is such... Well, yeah. Oh! It was a bit, yeah, a bit sloppy, but still good. Still <laughs> sloppy. I give it four bros out of bros. Is that a new thing you're saying now, is it? Four bros know. out of bros. I don't know. Sounds shit. <laughs> <laughs> to, be honest, to be honest, I've rehearsed saying it out loud, and I go, but what is a bro, though? Like, if it's out of four out of five bros, are we talking... Like, what's a bro, though? <laughs> I don't. It's us. We're bros. So uh, I take uh, four, four bros out of five. You're like, so five brothers together. So two and a half brothers? No, 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 no. Just it's us. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's worth it. I don't think we were. It's worth. It. He's <laughs> going, really resting going forward. He was really resting his head on his gooch there. Looked very comfortable. Mm. Teddy Long. Yeah, what's up, player? <laughs> I don't know how to say their names, but they have a match tonight with The Undertaker. In a tag team match. Team match. <laughs> Masuda. Nice. Masuda is mentioned so much on 83 Weeks, too. Like, Eric Bischoff always talks about the respect that yes. they had with New Japan Pro Wrestling and WCW. Always, always talks about him. Well, if you look back at those times, that there was that forbidden door mm. that um, there was not sort of like new you know, with Japan Japanese wrestlers coming over to America. It was like, oh no, no, you're not allowed to do that. They they stay at the dojo. Mm. Where basically, um, like today that now that um, Tony Khan is doing that, yeah, he's uh, having that forbidden door sort of opened up again, and then getting a lot of Japanese wrestlers to come down to AEW which is fantastic well then you got them going over to Impact Wrestling too so it's like Impact's in the deal AEW's in the deal New Japan's in the deal and then I always feel this Ring of Honor going hello we're over here too anyone we want to play they should do they should do something with those guys with AEW Mm. I don't know I don't know why because New Japan used to do stuff with uh, ROH they would do War of the Worlds where they'll do champs against champs and stuff like that. <clears throat> it seems to be, I think it's the Bucks and Cody don't get on with the Ring of Honor behind the scene staff. That's yeah, where the well, issue comes from. After they left, supposedly Ring of Honor were upset that they weren't promoted more for All In when that show actually formed because All In came from money from Ring of Honor that they say they put into it, mm-hmm. where the Bucks and Cody say, no, that's our money. We put on All In, not Ring of Honor, even though it was almost a Ring of Honor show to an extent. Well, you look back at that, definitely, for sure. Um, I want to know, I didn't know, yeah, I don't know why they're saying here. So Terry Gordy has been suspended. I want to know if that's a work or is that a shoot? Or was he going to EC Dub? Let's have a look. Probably. Probably at that time, yeah, I would imagine. 
Yes, guys, we are 36.15 into our show. Thank you again for everyone who's downloaded this episode and enjoying it right now. We appreciate you. So it looks like here... <clears throat> when did he leave then? Because it talks a lot about Smoky Mountain, Jim Crockett. Hmm... No, I can't see it. I'll have to go through it another time. That's okay. It's all right. That's nothing better than listening to a podcast and then listening to a uh, a podcast to go, you know what? Nah, don't don't really want to give you the information you're probably thriving to hear. Well, fucking, I'll go have another look then. Keep <laughs> <laughs> waiting. Bill, Bill Watts is going <laughs> to keep talking, Tom. You better hurry the hell up. We're going to... We've got Nikolai Volkov... Uh, sorry, not... Nikita Koloff, sorry, and Vader coming up very soon. It's the cowboy. All right, you can probably stop now. It's I think now. it was a work. I think it's a work because it still says he was there in '93. So, All right. <clears throat> thanks very much for what you've what you've trying. Thank you. Thank you, thank you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Do the bow. Thank you for allowing me 47 seconds of me silencing, trying to find stuff. Yeah, I tried everything. You know, I couldn't my power when you were just looking at your screen going. <laughs> I can't find any information. Why am I such a fucking loser? Oh, anyway, Al, what? Why, why isn't it easier? Why, why isn't it easier? It's Google. <laughs> I asked for something right away. I want it now. Really funny thing though about Google, and this is where I this is my conspiracy hat. You probably notice this on your Android, possibly. Do you feel like if you're trying to research something, it already has it pre-written? before you've even actually said it or thought about what you're actually wanting to write? I'm still a person who is on Facebook, and if I'm talking about something with my partner half an hour later, there's an ad for it right there. Yeah, I I agree with that one. Yeah. Oh, you want to know more about that, do you? Here's an ad for it. Here we go. A clean-shaven Rick Rude. A clean-shaven. And Nikhila Koloff got a massive cheer when he came out. Mm. This guy used to be like the Russian bear, the monster, you know, back in the um, look at this in the dude. wrestling. Jesus, mate. Vader. 400, 450, mate. Just powerhouse. Just craziness. Big, strong dude. Yeah. Uh, Okay. These guys. <laughs> What's going on here? There's Ollie Anderson down there. What? Yeah, well, I think they were kind of giving him a bit of an authority figure at this time, is what he was doing. Yep. Oh, wait a minute, what? Yep, so he's making it just to singles. He wants no managers, no assistants on the, the team of uh, Vader. <clears throat> weird, weird on um, Ollie Anderson's behalf, because... The man loves to play as a heel, and now he's doing a bit of a a face thing to do here. Hmm. Nick Patrick, referee. Yes, right. The man is taller than both men in the ring there. Oh, yeah. And I will say that's probably my favorite version of the United States Championship. It's old school. It's cool. Mm. 
It actually looks quite small compared to the way it ended up being when it was retired. For a minute, yeah, I thought Vader was going to run right into the referee there. As he went off the ropes. <laughs> Boom, Avalanche just hits Just him. kills both of them. And then, thank you. Thanks very much, everyone. Good night. <laughs> Nikolai's like, Jesus, what are you doing, mate? <laughs> okay. What the fuck's wrong with you? Stop it. This is going to be barbaric now. It's a slugfest, this one. I, I like to party. My name's Vader. Medusa is banned from ringside. There's no need for that. Bring her out, please. So I'm just looking at some notes here about Ollie. I think he must have been doing some booking work. <clears throat> I think he was time. at this time, yeah. I yeah, think he was. It says, by 1990, Anderson had been chosen to head the booking committee for WCW, which was at that time being to phase out the use of the NWA name on his program, tel- uh, television programming. <clears throat> Appearing in the credits for WCW pay-per-views under his name, Anderson was responsible for one of the most infamous creative ideas by WCW. Among his creations were the Black Scorpion, which was intended to be the nemesis of Sting's past. After several miscues, the Scorpion's identity was eventually revealed to be Ric Flair in a ploy to confuse Sting and force him to lose the WCW championship back to Flair. That was a cluster. Hmm. After Again, Bill Watts was outed in 1993, here. Anderson took over in 93 after yes. Bill Watts left. Yep. Clunch. Oh, my oh. God. You're kind of waiting for the ring to move just to go kunk. Oh, my God. Jesus. He did a three, like a 360 but landed on his head. Was it WCW or WWE when Vader had the helmet? WCW. Yeah, the big steaming up like a... What did you say? It was almost like a bull helmet. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. like a full uh, sort of old-school samurai-style, um, mm. demonic demon style. They'd take it off, and it would steam, and... Mm. Yeah, WCW. Yeah. I, I always, always uh, felt I struggled with Vader because I couldn't do his hand symbol. Because these fingers... You can do it, God damn it! I train my hands to do that. That's <laughs> I why I can't. See, this just won't you know you do, do it. Yeah, you know what you do? What? Like, a, get a hair tie. You get a hair tie in your hair. Just train your fingers to do it. See, I can do that, both of them, and then close them. So would you train? Do? Train, yeah. I got a like a band. Jesus, train my fingers. Yeah, no, no, not a strong, not a hard one. Just, just trained. Yeah, I can't do it. I think it's because I got damage no, you in my can. fingers. But... No, you can. You can yeah. do it. You can train your body to do stuff. You can actually train yourself for being a list of a shithead. But, you know, we've been going... Hell, how many years now are you on this planet? 35? How's that working <laughs> for you? I thought you were going to say, how long have we been doing this show for? But you decided to say my entire life I've been a shithead, so... All right. well, how long have we been going on this show? This is what, our We've been doing it for five years. For, uh, no, we've been doing it for, yeah, five years, coming up uh, yes. end of the month. Yeah, see? One of our first episodes was a drive from a funeral. <laughs> what other podcast story has an origin like our one? <laughs> Did you say podcast or popcorn? I made a mistake and I tried to move on from it, but then he's... <laughs> Damn it! Uh, yeah, this is now this has now been changed to the <laughs> not the broadcast but the popcorn cast. You know, 
Hey, bro, yes. do you like popcorn? Yeah, welcome to the Bro Popcorn Cast. <sighs> K, C's, no K's. <laughs> do you like it buttered or not buttered? Do you like those shitty um, Christmas ones with the flavours <laughs> on them? <laughs> the coloured popcorn. <laughs> do you like coloured popcorn? Yeah, well, you're going to love the Procast because it's shit. It's a Christmas special. Look at him. Look at see. Look at Jesse rocking. Look at him. Yep, he's got his cowboy boots on too. <laughs> I just saw them. Yeah. Golly, Jesus. Those kids up there are having a great time. The young fellas. Now watch this. Someone throws a drink at Vader. Watch this. A drink that... hits Vader in the face. Here it comes. Watch the drink come after the chair shot. No need for that. Where's the drink? Here it comes. No need Wait for, for this. it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Oh. That was a beer. Yeah. Who throws a beer? Yeah, you tell you me, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse goes off there, doesn't he? There's it a lady goes, over there with a... It just goes, ding, just, just gently knocks him on the head. It's like, who, threw, who threw that? To him, it would be like a like someone throwing a small pebble. Ding. It's like, what was little, that? Little feather, little leaf. Just yeah. it's like, what was that? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus, yep. Communicate. Oh, oh, man. Squishes him. Jesus. Drop the bottom on him. He's a strong boy. It always makes ah. me laugh when I hear on what, what happened when some of those early shows where Tony would talk about the fear that he had of Vader. <laughs> We're almost scared, Conrad. You know, we just yeah. didn't know what he was going to do. Jesus. Yeah, he's a scary dude. Hmm. But then, supposedly behind the curtain, he was a very sensitive guy. Yeah. Like, and he never took care of his gear. Well, what what did he do? What happened there? About his gear. He never washed it. His helmets, his helmets stunk. His, his gear stunk. Like with some wrestlers at the end of the time, you would, you know, take your gear with you, put it in the bag and then go to the hotel or wherever you're going mm. and then wash it in either in the bath or in the sink, hang it up and then put it, get ready, dry it out and get ready to wear it the next day. And then with Vader, from what I've heard from different stories, would take the gear off, throw it in the bag and leave the bag and then the next day go, oh, I'll put this back on. So he would, you know, come out a bit stinky. Just all sweated up. Yeah, and he's a big dude. I, I'm yeah, a big dude myself. And we, when you sweat, you sweat, and it stinks sometimes. So, gonna say maybe that's <clears> what <throat> pissed off Paul Orendorf. <laughs> uh, no, well, I think it was uh, Vader at the time believed that his shit didn't stink. He was mm. thought he was becoming the top dog of WCW, and uh, Paul Orendorf with flip flops with his dick hanging out said, "No, no, no, Vader, that's not gonna happen." Well, would you say, is this Vader, is this Dangerous Alliance that we've got now, you reckon, at this time period? I don't think that's, I think it's early days yet. Yeah. I think it's coming up soon. Because <clears throat> Heyman's shown on the show tonight, because I think, because there's a thing between Heyman and Medusa, but I don't know if the Dangerous Alliance is a thing. So I don't know, because I, I think Fall Brawl happened, I think, the month earlier, or that might have been the next year. Um, but I remember, yeah, Rick Rude and Vader had the team, and I thought, well, yeah, if Medusa's there and Paulie was there, because they eventually split up. Yeah. But um, 
The dangerous alliance. Yeah. I'm going to say yes, it was at this time. Let's have a look, see, because, you know, you have a bit of trouble sometimes looking up stuff. You know, a bit of struggle straight with you. This is, watch this back of Sweet Blake's here, Al. Watch this. Ready? Yep. Okay, here we go. Here we go. This, watch this. Yeah. Jesus. I don't want to move. Don't pick me up. <laughs> I'm going to sandbag you. What? <laughs> You're going to do what? Why do you talk like that? You're not Russian. I'm You're not from... going to sell for you. Did you ever see the vid versus Seder no sell match? Fucking hell. What the hell was that? That was a suplex. That's a dead weight suplex. Yeah, the Vader and Sid no sell match that they did in WWE. Yeah. Fantastic. He does the Vader bomb, and then what? Sid doesn't sell, and then Sid does a choke slam, and Vader doesn't sell, and just leaves the ring. So it's 1991 when the Dangerous okay. Alliance was formed. Yeah. So, who do we got? That who was there at that time? Who was the original? We uh, we had sorry blah 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 blah. We had <coughs> Arn Anderson, and Larry Zbyszko. Yep. And let's go. Paul Heyman, of course, at WCW, then Arn Anderson, Bobby Eden, Larry Zbysko, Medusa, Michael P.S. Hayes was at mm. that one time part of it, Rick Rude, and Steve Austin. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because I think it was kind of, this is where Austin, they were kind of a bit stuck of what to do with him. Yes. Yeah. Because the tag match tonight, he's actually not meant to be on the show. That's right. Meant to, yeah, it was meant to be Gordy and Williams against the tag champs. But yeah, Terry's... Holy really, shit. Jesus, it's really broke the guardrail there. That's a nice, I like that pink shirt, I would say. It's like a jumper slash shirt. I think we probably had one of those growing up. I would imagine mm. we at the time, during this time. Because wrestling today, we don't see shirts like that. It's all... Maybe someone's got like a a Roman Reigns shirt or a Bullet Club shirt or, mm. you know. And you rocking the um, NWA, uh, sorry, NWO style TPK shirt there. Yep. I was actually want to get some more made up, actually. But I think the place that made our shirts may have closed. I think they closed during COVID, I think, like fully. But that oh, was a good run. Mm. Watch out, watch out. Oh, look at... Oh, that's like a full shoulder tackle. Look at the ECW dudes loving it. That was Nikita's finishing maneuver there, the sickle, the clothesline. Oh, that's and right. He, I was trying to think of he, the name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oof. What, what was Nick Patrick trying to tag him in? <laughs> Your turn, uh, he'd be looking there. I don't want to take him on. No, thank you. Oh. Goes over the kid and takes it back. You get in the ring. The kid goes under the ring, finds a referee T-shirt, puts it on. The little boat. Fuck. It's like similar to Albert, eh? Like Prince Albert A-Train. Just smash you. 
I think it's about to go up soon, I reckon. I like to party. Look at this it's... one, mate. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> oh, shit. No disregard for his body. <laughs> and still champion. Uh, I think he said something to him there. Because <sighs> that was... The pinfalls tonight in the first three couple of matches. Because uh, I think, too, like, I remember Sid used to do that powerbomb, too, and you just clinched. <laughs> oh, yep, that was all neck and shoulder. It reminds yeah. me of all those gifts that our mates send us in the WhatsApp chat about all the, like, the women Japanese wrestlers just doing those crazy drop kicks, crazy powerbombs, and you're like, how are you guys still alive doing all these moves? over there it's real mm, look at this good. look at this replay here we go just dunks him down but the pinfall look at that he goes don't kick out you understand or he's saying he I'm did. sorry <laughs> I love you oh one of my favourite concepts guys oh what about <clears throat> me current subject to change none of these guys will be here they're all going you know, up north to WWF. Oh, one of my, at least I love the Battle Ball concept, and it's something I wish they brought to WWE, but, you know, there was talks of it, um, people saying, oh, bring it to NXT. Like, if you're going to do Halloween Havoc and things like that, do the Battle Ball. TNA did it. They did a uh, Lethal Liar Lottery, um, similar concept. But they called it uh, Deuces Wild was their one. Oh, because of the card game. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Is that kid there a stinger or is he a, um, a road warrior? Or is he mm-hmm. going for the barbarian? I'm going to say stinger because he's got the black and white style. Okay. I would say stinger. Steve Williams? Steve Williams. Uh... <laughs> Conspiracy tin hat. Yeah, I was watching this the other day, and I'm going, I was like, wait a minute, are they both Steve? Wait, they're both a Williams, too. They're both Steve Williams. And then I fainted, and I woke up, and I'm like, where am I? Like, just my mind. It, it was three in the morning. <laughs> I was all curled up, and I'm like, what's going on? My missus didn't even care. <laughs> Knowing your missus, you're probably walking a... No, he probably just knocked himself out watching wrestling again. Just step over. Just step over. <laughs> Keep walking. <laughs> Maybe you could put a blanket on me, dear. No. Okay. It's so weird seeing Austin with hair. <laughs> that yes. blonde hair. Yeah, this is interesting because they're trying to say that the unified tag champs aren't getting along. and You know, we sort of slap uh, before that. But it seems to be that we're dropping a couple of matches, non-title though. Can they actually be a unit today after what's been happening? Yep. How They're old very... would Dustin would have been here? I'm going to have a look. How old was Dustin at this time? Probably in his early 20s, I would say. Looks like Cody, doesn't he? He does. Set with an ugly neck tattoo. No, an uh, ugly neck tattoo. <laughs> So he was uh, 23 years old. Yep, at this time. Yeah. He's still going today, young, Mm. uh, the natural, Dustin Rhodes. 
No, I think from memory, this is our longest match on the card, this one. I think it's 30-plus minutes. It's a really long one. 30 minutes? A 30-minute tag team match? <laughs> yep. Jesus Christ. So if you want to jump on Fortnite or shoot some Warzone, you can go and do that. And, yeah. Oh, bro, don't tempt me, man. <laughs> don't tempt me. I, my, my PlayStation controller is just out of reach. I mean, I Yeah, it's do, a long go. one. It's a long one. Jesus Christ. Why? <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm okay with it, but I mean, like... Oh. Yeah, looking Dude. at my notes, it's the yeah, it's the, it's the longest match. The one after this is the second longest. So in two matches alone, 52 minutes, 23 seconds, L. In, oh. in, the, in the next two matches. So we're at the 57-minute mark, guys. For the next 52 minutes, you've got two matches. I've got to have a lay down. Wake me up at the main event. Well, do you want to talk a little bit about Dark Side of the Ring? Sure. It's been a while since we talked about it. We're kind of a couple of episodes behind. We got the plane ride from hell. We can touch on that or leave it. I, unless you're wearing a robe and want to show your penis, sure. And the thing is, guys, I have a, a, a top-knot man bun. I don't support Tommy Dreamer, right? I didn't like his example that he talked about, and he's really been written off by a lot of people. So, is he? I don't. I don't listen to as much anymore. Um, I <clears throat> uh, was at what's the show that he was part of uh, the podcast? Busted open. Is he still part <laughs> of that? Gone. They they got rid of him. He hasn't been released, but uh, Dave Lagrack has said to him, "I think it would be best that you just step away for a bit." Because it really is Dave's show. Like, it's Dave's show, and Bubba and Mark and Tommy are just kind of, like, co-hosts on the show, but it really is Dave's thing. Yeah, okay. So shortly after the show was released, I think two days later, Bully Ray and Dave just spoke really short. They didn't want to go into it, but they just said, mm-hmm. we've just spoken to Tommy, and I think it's best that he just steps away. But that feels like it was so long ago, because they put out episodes almost every day. That yes. feels like 15, 16 episodes ago since it actually happened, but... Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't a good reflection. You're totally right. Um, yeah, it, it was just. I mean, I, I watched it um, that episode <clears throat> before my because mom and my partner and I like to watch the episode together. But I actually watched this episode before her and I watched it, and I did say to her, "I was like, hey, there's some very confronting stuff in this episode." And just to be aware, there is some some stuff they're going to talk about that is not going to age very well for a couple of boys, some good old boys in wrestling. So, and I remember hearing the play, the playing ride from hell. WWE made a little cartoon about it, and they merely mm. took that off their um backside or backdoors or something stories or something mm. like that. <clears throat> it's one of the uh, comedy things they were doing, the comedy cartoon skits. Yeah. Yeah, and uh that did not age well. Not very good. Um Here's a question. As a non wrestling fan, what's your partner's take on what she's seeing watching the other episodes as well? She really enjoys them. because mm. then, then most of the time I have to sit there sometimes they sort of explain who were um who this person was and what happened here and what was the repercussions and stuff like that. Um, she is sort of still under the impression that they're going to bring Flair, Flair back. They're not going to get rid of him. 
mm. you know, you would imagine that Charlotte Flair, you know, you think at that time she would probably, Vince has gone to her, hey, maybe we want to drop that Flair name. Maybe we'll give you something mm. else. Maybe just know Charlotte. Just be Charlotte, Charlotte. You know, that you laugh at that, but that would probably happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, she is being, it's very eye-opening to sit with somebody who's a non-wrestling fan and go, oh man, did that really happen? I'm like, yeah, sadly. Yeah. Because I remember you talked about, I think you guys watched the Nick Gage one, and I think you had yeah. a bit of a laugh. <laughs> she was like, well, she, what is she, this stuff? <laughs> she goes, that's natural selection and it's fine. It's like, let's wrestle in the middle of a fucking field and they get stabbed <laughs> in the belly and then, oh, we didn't have a, me- a medical person on standby. And she goes, why not? Oh, because it's hardcore. It's hardcore. You're like, it's fucking Darwinism right there in itself. Mm. Like, pretty much natural selection. This is how we weed out the, 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 the dumb asses. This is how we get rid of them. And, uh, it was just hilarious how she, her take on that one. It was like, why would you do that? I went, but she looks at me and goes, babe, I, I don't like that type of violent shit. I mean, yes, I don't mind it, but when it comes to, you know, puncturing yourself in the belly mm. with a light tube, yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm cool. Yeah. Some of the extreme stuff, like we support, there's an Aussie company called Deathmatch Down Under, guys. It's a really good <clears throat> Aussie base and Melbourne base. Uh, extreme, what I'd say, ultra-violent organisation mm. where people like JXT and like wrestlers that we kind of used to go see in Melbourne City Wrestling wrestle there. And there is an audience for it, though. I will say there's a lot mm. of people that like it, but like some of it gets a little bit out of hand. Like when there's a full puncture or like there's bones being exposed or like there's severe injuries. And you think people like John Moxley, you know, he had that war with what Nick Gage last weekend the pizza cutter and glass and I'm like at one point he rolled over and the mat itself was red red and as he as he sat up it's just all the little holes all the individual holes Trickle. and then just trickling down I'm like you've got to go home and hold your little baby when you go home and hug your wife and you're just <laughs> completely bleeding out and but it's a rabid fan base like you think when Zack Ryder yes. won the, the belt how crazy those fans went when he's like I am your champion now not we hate all this stuff, but you know he changed the title belt. And, uh, yeah, that's right. He changed the title mm. belt. <clears throat> Had another match came out as dressed as Vince McMahon, do rag Vince, which was fantastic. <laughs> mm. Okay, so <clears throat> I think let's go over to what we pretty much were up to. We've done the plane ride from hell. We've watched that episode. That was yeah. quite. Confronting. I'll just say that there's nothing else that I want to say, but more that. Uh, you and I did talk, I think, at the end of that show about JR. I think we talked about yeah. how when he got put on the spot around, you're going to let Dustin go, you're going to let Hall go, but why didn't you let Flair go? And you watch JR go, um, the lip quivers. Yes, yeah. yeah. And then he says, uh, well, you know, we, go, we gave him a pass on that one. He because got, of who he got he the is. pass. Yeah. Yeah, we got the pass. And then also Brock Lesnar as well too because, you know, mm. He exposed himself to Terry Reynolds. And it was actually really good to see Terry Reynolds back. But then just at that time of how women in wrestling was basically, oh, yeah, there's there's a lady over there. Here's my dick. Mm. And, again, it's that frat boy type of style, how wrestling can be sometimes, was is like, you know, there's a woman over there. This will get shits and giggles. I'll show her my penis. 
And not to jump too far ahead, that's what they Mm. featured in the Lunar episode yesterday, where they Mm -hmm. talked about the lock romantics, where one of the female wrestlers said 90% of them are really good, but then there's the 10% that just fuck it up for everybody else. And they show that scene of a guy with a towel around his waist, about to open it up, and what Lunar used to say. So if you've got your list there, what, what, what came after that? Uh, we after that we had the double life of Chris Canyon. That was a good episode. Mm. Um, Brian, uh, sorry, uh, Mitchell, the sinister minister. Yeah, finally, it's good to see him back on television. And I mean, yes, he's done his stuff in uh, Impact Wrestling with the uh, Abyss back in the day, but it was actually him to actually sit down and actually talk about the time he spent with Canyon and. How he was with um, that man was just different levels mm. of how he was, and just at that during that time too, especially when he broke into wrestling, um, and being very openly sort of being homosexual and being gay, um, was very much like, oh, that's taboo. You don't talk about that, and he was afraid about being gay too, which mm. is the saddest thing. You know, because that's who you are. If you know you inside of you, yeah. I mean, again, I've never experienced it myself. I've I've never had any friends of it who's experienced that as well too. But if mm. you're like lying to yourself and just basically saying, "Oh yeah, I d- I'm just going to use all these women," then it's like it's not, you're just putting a a bandaid over it under a very something that you should be proud of. But and event, time, and, and eventually, yeah, eventually, yes. it'll something will happen where it'll be someone will see behind the scenes, which is what I think Mitchell says when he had that big party at his house. And yes. that girl goes, I don't think your friend actually likes women. And it's yes. like, uh-oh. But um, yeah. I think for me, reflecting back, like I was always enjoyed Canyon as a performer. Like I loved the Mortis mm. character, like when we were just breaking into wrestling. Like yep. we got in in 98, which is when the NWI was rampant. So Canyon was becoming Canyon with the triad, you know, DDP, Bam Bam Bigelow, Champagne Canyon, you know, well, Positively Canyon, all those gimmicks. Mm-hmm. He was a comedy act. But I think that episode kind of showed that... Uh, <clears throat> it made me laugh, though. I just I had to watch it again. Was um, He had this massive box that he was yes. taking out of his boot, and then it just fell on the ground, and it was oh, nothing this gay except... pornography. Gay. <laughs> and he's like, James, I need you to say it's yours. <laughs> yes. What? Okay. Okay. You need to act um, like it's yours, and when you go to pick it up, you need to act like it was yours and it wasn't mine. You understand? Okay. Yep. They spoke about the time where he came out in a box. Yeah. On SmackDown during the Undertaker, and the Undertaker beat mm. the ever living piss out of him. You know, cracked his head open with a steel chair, and he's dressed like like Boy George and singing. And do you really mm. want to hurt me? And then they had John Cena speak about him as well too, and yeah. because he was on the Howard Stern show, and he basically was saying that Canyon's on—he's not on my level. Mm-hmm. And I think people, because the, the week before that, you know, um, you know, Tommy Dreamer and Ric Flair pretty much got you know blackballed from wrestling for a very you know just instantly like that. And then I think there was a. a uh, maybe a small amount of people out there that wanted to ha- that to happen to John Cena because he spoke about Canyon in that way. But if you remember, that interview was done like say ten years before. Mm. When he spoke about Canyon like that, 
So I think people were like, oh, no, we need the John, John Cena needs to be treated the same way. He was like, no, this, mm. this is just, let let it go. And yes, that's, the thing, that's where I think the confusion <clears throat> comes in with the plane ride from hell because it was so long ago, 2003. Mm. The hate for Dreamer is because Dreamer's comments now so that's why he got so much heat. Flair's trying to say that he's already explained what happened. I explained it years ago, so I don't have to address it anymore. I don't have to talk about it now. You know, Van Dam had some flack based on things he said. But yes. I think I saw in an interview that Van Dam actually thinks that it was the audio was changed to make him yep. say something he actually didn't say. Which makes you think, but wouldn't you as a person who's in the video want to see the final product before it actually goes out? That way you mm. make sure that what you're saying is correct. But what? Well, no. So, um, sorry to go to go back to that episode too, because supposedly mm. there's more shit that went down on that on that plane ride, like Kurt Angle and Vince McMahon wrestling. Yeah. That, 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 that you know, and Michael Michael Hayes, he was spoke about because it, it goes ponytail ponytail cut off, mm. but also he nearly pissed off Linda McMahon because mm. he thought he he couldn't find the toilet in time, so he nearly pissed on her. Um, yeah, but it's this, weird this, though because they, there's actually reports saying that they weren't there. That there's been reports that have come out mm. that Vince and Linda would never have flown with the talent like that. They would have gone on their own private jet. Jr. was definitely there. Yes. But you've got Terry saying that I sat there with Vince and Linda. So it's like, hold on, whose word is right here? Because we think so many different views. In, if, in would, would, would have Vince McMahon really let it get that far if he was there? I don't well, know. Well, supposedly, you know, Benoit was on the on the flight as well too, mm. and um, some other people were there. Were like full, like JBL was on there as well too. And mm. like, yeah, he had a match against X Pac the the night prior, and he had his head bust open. But again, they were like chugging alcohol like no tomorrow, yeah. getting into fights, just being absolute apes. And yeah, it's just and when I heard it, I'm like, hang on, because when the day episode was on, I was like wasn't there Vince McMahon and Kurt Angle they just wanted to mm. wrestle and yeah again it's what are we being told what are they allowed to be told you know mm. so yeah just going back to that yeah well no I enjoyed the Canyon episode I it's think same. it's a reflection you know it is sad around people feeling comfortable to identify I think it's a very <clears throat> open community now especially in the pro wrestling world you know you've got yes. GCW actually openly doing that stuff celebrating you know LGBT, LGBTIQ community you've got Effie doing some great work there in the deathmatch stuff but also just yeah. generally working you got some you know great what is it um drag queen wrestlers competing now it's a Tra- different world yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's supporting that um, and I know even before COVID, you know, there were gatherings happening during WrestleCon and they're putting on, you know, multi- different multicultural events. And yeah, now, but it's an interesting episode. What came next, Del? Uh, then we had the Blood and Wire, the Atona, uh, uh, Atani's F, sorry, FMW, mm-hmm. Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. Yeah, well, I actually <clears throat> didn't watch it straight away. I think it took me about four or five days. I was so flat out with work, and I'm like, oh, that's right. I haven't watched um, Onita's story yet. Yep. Crazy times, man. What a different world it is over there. Yes. Um, and then just trying to do something new every time. Mm. And, um, yeah, it was just that was a very 
it was actually kind of funny because most of the time they there was a lot of subtitles in this episode though because most of all the guys that were on there were all Japanese wrestlers mm. and the old school Japanese wrestlers too and then just speaking about what the, the, the ring announcer because the Otenos was like I, I, I can't own this business anymore um, you can have it give it to the ring announcer give it to the timekeeper and he's like what? and so he took over and he did what he could and yeah, it went up and it went down and went up and went down but just showing that you know if you roll around with the wrong people especially mm-hmm. at that time as they spoke about was the um, Japanese Akuza you know it's like the mafia down here you just steer clear of that stuff mm. yeah well I think it goes back to you know you take a loan here and there can we get 10 grand for this can we get 20 grand for that oh now I've got to pay you back and then it becomes this dependency we can always pull on the mafia to assist us, but what happens if we don't pay this week or we don't pay this fortnight because we got only half the fans here? I think what stuck out for me in that one is how, yeah, as you said, they, they wanted to keep lifting it every single time. But even having Terry Funk on there was cool and Sabu because I think back of their barbed wide match that we did in the, um, the ECW Born to be Wild show, but yes. I, just, I couldn't get out of my mind that the tag match with the fire. The fire. How crazy was that? <laughs> the ring was bubbling. Yeah. And they're all huddled together. That's like... That's so ridiculously stupid. I mean, on paper, it's like, yeah, we're going to set the ring on fire. Okay, cool. This is how it's going to go down. And these four guys, legit, were under, mm. in the fire, and they all rolled out. And, um, hey, good. It was, again good to see Sabu on TV yes on this show I've mm. been a bit, bit of a dickhole about him but again I think I'm just like just move on stop being a little bitch move on and to see Terry Funk on there as well too and just um, if you had a chance to see uh, Onida again what would you do gives him the finger mm. where's my money yeah. Well, I was I woke up on I think it was the Sunday, no Friday morning, I think it was, and hashtag Terry Funk was trending, and I'm like, oh shit, no, please don't tell me he's passed away. Like if you see that like a wrestler's name trending in the morning or night, you're like, oh, someone's passed, please God no. Yep. And it was all the the gif of him flipping the bird. That's all it was, yes. and like talking about Funk and what he did in the interview, and I'm like, oh great, it's beyond the mat related. He, he hasn't passed on, but even like looking at him, he can still talk well. You know, he's definitely oh, got yeah. the injuries, so he can still walk, even though his knees will be gone. But, yeah. Well, it, it was definitely because I think it was not last year, but the year before, he lost his wife. And yeah. after that, he, he just sort of shut down. He didn't mm. want to have anything to do with um, with the wrestling in general. He just wanted to be with his people, with his friends and his other loved ones. And that was mm. it. Yeah. Um, but it was good to see him back on TV. And it's good to see that he's aged gracefully because he's got the white hair and the goatee thing going on. It's good. Mm. And he's one of those guys, like, we used to kind of make fun that he would under retire, not retire, retire. But once he finally retired, the last time, he knew he couldn't do it anymore. Like, that's yeah. it. He hasn't tried to come back and rekindle an old feud. He just let it be where it is. But that was a good, a good episode. I liked that one. I will say I didn't watch the next one, which was the Bikers, Bombs, and Bedlam, Johnny uh, Canine. Do you want to mm. talk about that? Because I didn't really watch it. I skipped that one. 
Uh, it just spoke about uh, Johnny Canine, how he was a a nice guy in, in the back. He was just a big, lovely, big dude, handlebar mm. mustache, came from Canada, and then basically just in time, because wrestling wasn't enough for him. You know, yes, he had the fame of being, beating up dudes, and but he also got himself tied in with some biker gangs. Mm. And Lonely, you know, slowly and slowly, just crimes go down. He gets accused for a crime he didn't commit. Goes back to jail, in and out of jail. Comes through that. So just progressively through time, and people he had people on the show say to him, like, you should have just stuck with wrestling. And then after that, you should have been a family man. You could have looked after your family. You could have done this. Um, but we also had a, at this time. It's interesting down here in Australia that we had a, a known criminal a man who cut off his own ear in prison just to get out of prison because they thought he had a psychiatric problem. Mm. But his name was Mark Choppery. And that man was down here, especially in Melbourne, was considered a local hero. You're like, he's a criminal, guys, but okay, that's all right. He had mm. a tough upbringing. And then in the brief time before his passing, he came out with a... a a variety of children's books and was just dealing it with being bullied and having a tough life and how to get through it. Um, so it was very similar because at this, uh, at, with if you know about Mark Chopperay, he was sort of associated with different types of biker gangs that are down here and also with the uh, Carl Williams family as well too. That was big, big thing back in 2000 where mm. it was known as the ecstasy trade down here in Melbourne. And then the TV series Underbelly could not help themselves and just gobbled all this up. And we got to see some very confronting things that happened in our own backyard down mm. here in Melbourne. But it, it was, and as I said to you, that episode alone of the canine, it was basically if Mark Choppery decided to become a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, and that's how it mm -hmm. sort of went down. And then sadly, later on, as we heard about with K9, he, uh, I think it was, he had a heart attack in prison. Mm. And so, and that was sadly, that's how it ends for him. I mean, yes, he was a big, scary dude in the ring, but behind the curtain, hell of a nice guy. Mm. Always good for a laugh. But there was a great story that Jericho told on the show as well, too, that when he would come up there and and stay with the boys. Um, he would stay at Jericho's house, and they, it was like a, a, a shared house. And they all stay together. And, you know, they go to the wrestling shows and come back. And uh, his way, only way of sort of helping around the house was by doing the dishes. He wouldn't pay rent. He would pay. He, he'd do the dishes. And his type <laughs> of, of uh, way of doing the dishes is by turning on the on the faucet, and then putting the actual plate that had the food on there go onto it, like spray the water over it and then put it back and then put it on the rack. <laughs> still with there'd still be shit on the plate. There'd still be food, you know, and then Jericho would look at him and go, No, no, I have got this. You, you go do something else. No man, I'm helping you. No, no, no. I've got this, thank you. And then yeah. So he <laughs> tried his best. How do you approach him? Uh, there's still a little bit of meat on the plate. <laughs> yeah, what's <laughs> wrong with that? No, nothing. No. Eat it. I will. <laughs> yes, sir. No problem. West is wet meat. <laughs> nice. It's very nice. Well, then most of the times he would put the plates back in the cupboards and with the mm. shit still on them. So, 
Oh, man. I actually don't know much about him. I watched probably the first five minutes, and then I thought, yeah, I'll come back to that. Never did. But I think I probably will check that one out, because even season one of well, Dark Side of the Ring, I didn't watch any of that. I watched two first, and then went back and watched one after two had already come out. So, Well, with the with the Tyler, because it's called Bikers, Bombs, and Bedlam, uh, Johnny K9, the bomb was actually because he was accused of... Um, he, he was... Going to, he and a couple of his friends at the time, he was in a, in a gang with the bikey gang. They were going to go. They went to a strippers, mm. and as they walked in there, they had their tags on. When I say tags, they had their representative mm. of like their vests of what gang they were part of, the biker gang. And the the owner of the strip club and the, and the bouncer said, "No tags. You're not coming in like this." So he got really upset about that. He goes, "Well, we know what we're going to do now." So the cops got involved and they got you know they got arrested. And they all got cleared out. Hmm. Yeah, supposedly at that time, K9 says, well, I'm going to go back to that strippers. I'm going to blow it up. He's going to blow up <laughs> oh, the strippers. Jesus. Right. Now, so, now, supposedly that didn't happen because the bomb didn't go to the strippers. It went to a police station. And they right. blew up a police sta- And they blew up half a police station up. And K9 got blamed for that. Even though he was one of the associates that he was with said, Oh yeah, he meant to blow up the police station. It was like, oh, I thought he was going to blow up the strippers. As in what suicide bomb or what? Throw something at it. It was like uh, like a dirty bomb. It was just something oh, yeah. you put on the site. So Quite it didn't bad. really do yeah. much. Yeah, it didn't really do much. I mean, mm. yes, it blew up a police station and no one got hurt because it happened on Christmas night. On Christmas night of all days. You should be having a Christmas turkey. Yeah, you, how? <laughs> luckily, no one's at the office. Thank God. But, you know, they blow up a police office, mm. uh, you know, a police station on Christmas night. <laughs> yeah. So that was an interesting, interesting episode, but good. Mm. Well, we've got about five minutes left in this one. They're at the 25-minute yep. mark. So we've got about five minutes left, guys. And we've got one more episode to cover, Al. This is the the Many Faces of Luna Vashon. Now, this was a... Um, it's kind of hard sometimes when you watch an episode like this. And you don't want to get bummed out, but you do. Hmm. Like, I remember watching Luna. We, like you said, we started watching wrestling in, back in 98. And I remember this is her time when she was with Goldust doing the, that, that freaky shit with him doing the, mm. um, the formerly known as Goldust, you know, cause this is when he was doing that different look of him style. They even showed in the episode he had a black face when Goldust yeah. at one time did blackface and he had the FU on there. But it was just that show that how uh, wrestling can be very cruel to women. Mm. They're women that want to wrestle, that want to do um, what what the boys do. Mm. And it was just, it reminded me of the China, they haven't done the China episode of it, but they've had this episode when they did the Jody Mm. last days. China's last days and that bummed me out and then when you watch this episode it was a kind of a bum out as well too but it was good to see Grand Gal yeah talking about his vampire wedding, wedding which was fantastic it was like and you didn't know at the time you know that uh, I didn't even know this that Grand Gal and the and his tag team partner and Luna mm. had a, had an interesting threesome thing going on I had no idea about no, same, that it was like same. yeah I didn't even know Luna had kids. Mm. And um, 
because you really didn't know much about her until later on. Um, the thing that, and then when they start talking about Sable, yeah, and that was a bummer because you know we knew back then that, and you learned later on in wrestling that Vince McMahon absolutely adored Sable, mm. and you know she's got the blonde hair, the blue eyes, the big boobs, the you know, the athletic body. That's like. And again, that she she would come out with an Austin 316 shirt, and everyone would lose their mind and mm. just go running into the the stalls and try to get it. So yeah, again, but then you looked at, at the other women wrestlers, and then what was she was told? Don't touch her face, don't mm. you hurt her? It's like, well, what do you want want her to do? You know, mm. she wants this to be a professional. This is professional wrestling. How can I not do that? I think exactly. the key she word was... that popped up for me was protected. Yes. Protected is the word for, for Sable is what I would use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big time. Um, yeah, I think she was just... Oh, I loved it. almost each of these episodes of this news, of this season, uh, was it season B of um, Dark Side of the Ring, have had Mick following on there countless times. Mm. And it's always good to see Mick back on TV. And he was... Again, if you heard about Mick, he was the nice guy behind, in the back, behind the mm. curtain, to the women wrestling. Where he, I don't think I've ever heard a story about him, like getting his dick out or trying no. to be trying to use his advantage against any women wrestlers because they would say to him, "He's a nice guy, mm. he's a good dude," and you can see it. And that's probably uh, what made me connect, I think, when I think of Foley and Luna. They were like the similar versions of each other. Like, yes. Foley isn't your typical-looking WWE champion. You know, he's not a jacked-up, blonde-haired, blue-eyes, muscle-bound dude. He's a, you know, sweatpants, college shirt with a tie on. Luna it doesn't look like Sable. You know, the mohawk or the shaved hair, the deep voice, that's not our champion. But those people made those stars look good. You need those people. But it was definitely hard to see that, you know, when the flowers were given and they brushed past her, give the flowers to Sable. And she felt like I'm not a part of it. So well, we've got two minutes left. Oh, hang on. There's been a... So Pee-wee, what happened yeah. was Pee-wee went yeah, out. Oh, no, God. Patrick went out. Hang on. One, he jumped in. Two. Yeah, see, there's Just a lot of confusion. No, well, that didn't count. The, the, for some reason, the bell, the timekeeper rang the bell at Randy's count just then when he shouldn't have because the clock's still going. Here we go. One, two, and kick out. Yeah. Now, we can finish up the chat. This goes to a draw, Al. So oh, yeah. Okay. You've, got, you've, got, you've got 80 seconds. <laughs> what? You're telling me here this match, this half an hour match goes to a draw? Uh, time limit draw. Oh, my God. Okay. Interesting. Any final comments on Dark Side of the Ring for the next 70 seconds? Uh, it's been a really good episode. The, there are two more episodes coming up very soon as well, too. Mm. There, that is the Extreme and Obscene. Oh, I can't Rob's wait. Black XPW. Yes. yes. And then the one to, to send us all home is the Steroid Trials. Hmm. Who were they going to have for that? Yeah. It'll be interesting because a lot of last year, I think, there was a lot of Pritchard talking about the 94 timeline and touching on the steroid trial and what it meant. 
but let's see. I don't know who they'll get. Will they get Bruce? I don't know. Will Bruce well, say a lot or will he say nothing? So. Well, they're pretty much entitled to Vince McMahon versus the United States. Hmm. You don't think you see Vince on there? Hmm. You, maybe you don't see McMahon? Maybe? It hmm. should be interesting. Shane would be interesting? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. No, well, that was good. No, it's good to know some great things coming up, guys. And there's our, what, half an hour chat, guys, talking about Dark Side of the Ring. And there's our time limit draw, Elf. Fantastic. Let's go. And they call him the natural. Well, what do I think this match showed you? There's no issues going on in the camp of the tag champ. See? They're back That's together. Right. There's no That's issues, right. guys. Communication is key. <laughs> it's a real split because, you know, Jesse's coming from the side of, well, Anderson came in. That's the end of the match. You can't just switch the referee up. We've got new tag champs. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Yeah, you're right. There's no music playing. Nah. Always makes me think back to the early days of NWA TNA because that's the tag belts they used when they were part of the NWA. Yeah, the beginning. Really? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Oh, look it's here, Paul Lee. <laughs> My advocate, Paul. Look at that slicked hair of Raleigh Race. I'm so used to him being like really like heavily bald, bald nearly. Yeah. Ric Flair style. Just take the money. It's not that thing that made me laugh that I saw. What was it last year or so? What, Ric Flair with a ponytail? I'm like, what? When did this exist? But Ric Flair had a ponytail. Did you, have you seen that? Yeah, back in no. the 80s. Ric Flair ponytail. I'll find a picture no. for you and then I'll, I'll put it up on our Twitter. Oh. There you go. I'll show you here. Look up here, Al. Ric Flair with the ponytail. What, what, what year was this? I will probably say the 80s. Okay. And there's him actually with the championship out looking like Triple H. Look at that. Oh, Triple H was champion, yeah. I don't reckon it suits him. Medusa here. It was good to see her on uh, Luna's episode as well, too. Mm, she's a very strong advocate for women's wrestling. She's worked a lot with the NWA when they put on Empower and other shows, and yep. very good talent. Not only in the ring, like behind the scenes too. Yeah, very good talent. This she is interesting here. Watch this here. You're just a woman. You're inferior. You're subservient. Poorly. Classic heel shit right here. This is what he does best. Hmm. What's that? Look at Tony. Just, oh, yep. <laughs> I, I'd rather talk to Medusa, please. Oh, here we go. Oh, boy. Oh, oh yep. Uh, yeah, she sort of needs to turn herself because she's got... You're doing your back to the camera. I can't stand when you... People no, do that. Like, this is serious. Cam, this is serious. I'm being serious too. I'm telling you, like, turn your body. Oh, you I thought you wanted see. her to turn her back to you. I thought you were saying that. No, no, I, no, no, no. I'm being actually, I'm not being a pervert. I actually want her to. 
I mean, the leather pants are fantastic, but you know, just. So he's actually firing her from the Dangerous Alliance. Oh wow! Ooh! Oh my god! The big kick. Look at Vader. Oh, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Vader runs off. <laughs> Look at Tony. That's oh, Doug Dillinger. It's Doug Dillinger. What do we call if Tony just goes, ah, oh, just jumps off, <laughs> just jumps down? Oh. Look at him no, sitting you... there. Here comes Bill Watts. What's going on here? What's there, sir? Woman going here? I love the, the Harley race and Vader were like, no, we're out. See you yeah, later, Vader bye. just runs off. <laughs> I could help she... Paulie and simply lift her off, but I'm running. That is Doug Dillinger, isn't it? On Medusa's yes. side. Nick Patrick, Randy Anderson. Oh, he's challenging her. Mm. Jesus. Drop us some swears here, too. Yep. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> if I just duck down. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to get involved. <laughs> Where's my mic? Um, <laughs> he's loving it. Yeah. Uh, yes. He's such a looking like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Look at that. Yeah, the long goatee. Mm. That's the thing. That's the look right there, and the bald head. What do you think of JR's cummerbund? <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a look. <laughs> With a matching bow tie. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Halloween havoc, man. You know, don't they? You know, I mean, Jesse is dressed up as, I think it was a, a, a vampire with a mask. JR's like, no, 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 I'm just, I'm coming as, um, I'm just doing corporate. What was one of the ones, what was it one year where, um, what, Shivani was the Phantom of the Opera? With, yep. <laughs> with the Phantom mask. Yep. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And the fan, yeah, and, uh, he was also did that advert for the, um, what was it, the kids coming into the, like, the WCW house. Yeah, and the he closed the door. Hmm. Oh, why don't you come in? Like Shivani. <laughs> I'm going to say that's probably, what, 93? Maybe yeah, even prob- 91, I would probably say. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere around that. And Time we got to spin the, the deal, Al. No, spin the wheel, not spin the deal. That's okay. <laughs> it's time to do the wheel on the deal on the spin. No, it's spin the deal, make the wheel. Come on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> She's going to make that wheel. Just there, making a wheel. I'll the deal with you is, later. The funny thing is, though, they do struggle to actually make the wheel um, at this scene. So, yeah. And they keep it on pay-per-view. <laughs> you love to see it. Where is it? Look at it. where is it, guys? Or now, oh, I must say, Sting. I would have. To, well, I think we. He's been on every episode. I would say of WCW that we've ever covered on this show. Every show I think's had Sting at least once. Yep, we've had him on the uh, WrestleMania episode as well too. Hmm. Um. Hey, they got um, sparklers. Oh, it was over. Oh, they got fire. Oh, look out! Oh, look out! 
So what, mm. what would you like it to be, Al? What would you like it to land on? Uh, fence. Fence match. I always love a good fence match. I want some barbed wire. Come on. You want some barbed wire? Hmm. You mean just for personal use, or you just want, do you need to do something around the house, or <laughs> how you said that was just like, I want some barbed wire. Like, well, that's uh, my choice. I want some barbed wire action. For the wrestling or for yourself? <sighs> for the wrestling, yeah. Gotcha. You see Sting's face right there? That's how I feel sometimes. <laughs> I just stare at Tom and go, what the hell? Like, what's he thinking? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Spin the wheel. Make the deal. Spin the wheel. Make the deal. This is actually coming back too um, next week. NXT. Is it? (laughs) Because they no comment or? (laughs) Well, (laughs) I think you might want to tell people because I'm trying not to say yes this is coming out um, this is actually on the episode on the 25th guys so that's why we haven't really spoken about we're doing this episode a few weeks in advance so um, I wasn't really going to drop you know, oh yeah this happened on NXT and this happened on Smackdown and this happened on AEW no well this is coming out tomorrow because I've got a show planned for that day oh Jesus really yeah yeah, it's already. I've already made it. It's a TBK Vulture for the twenty fifth. Yeah. Okay. Oh, look out! Ah, is it? Look at Sting. You gotta be fucking what? Okay. What the... Right. Okay. What is it? Yeah. What is it though? <laughs> I will say I did love when he did pull the he pulls the handle down mm. one two and then it started to spin like it didn't spin it, it, straight away. You got to crank it up. All right, so there's bringing the wheel back for NXT. Mm. Yeah, Halloween Havoc. Okay, mm-hmm. and we're allowed to talk about that, aren't we? Yep, I'm going to actually have a look at what what the match will be though. I think it's the women's championship match will be the uh... cool. Will be the spin the deal, spin the wheel deal, make the deal. So, yeah. Just let's go back and look at Sting's face again, guys. <laughs> That's me right now, dealing with uh, dog shit Jones over there. All right, let's have a look what it was. So it's happening on October twenty sixth, two thousand and twenty one. So Tommaso Ciampa has taken on Bron Breaker, which is the son of Rick Steiner for the NXT yep. Championship. So yes. Raquel Gonzalez and Mandy Rose. Yes, spin the wheel, make the deal match for the Women's Championship. Yes. Yeah, so that's what that match will be. And I think last year they used it the same thing. Or did they? When I think um, Gargano took on Damian Priest, it was a Devil's Playground match. Is that with the, the Zombies? Or was that something else completely different? No, Zombies was um with Morrison and Miz and Priest when he went up to the main roster. Was it? I thought there was something happened on NXT as well too, with um, uh... Dexter. Something with with Dexter happened. Oh, with, with that. that fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot his name. And the referee. Yeah. yeah. And the referee got bitten, and he still hasn't changed back. Yeah. 
It's been yeah, because when they when they did the wedding of Indy Hartwell, yeah, he was actually at the actual bridal party as a zombie still. Yes, at it the, was the Bucks party. Right. Yeah, hmm. that was exciting. Exciting, any sorry, weddings in wrestling, they either go you know horribly or they go horribly good, and hmm. that one was absolutely fantastic. Well, do you because watch NXT? On occasion, yes. That purely yeah, have you watched, so you would have watched the first, so the NXT 2.0, the wedding, you would have watched that one? Yeah, okay. Yes. What about you? Yeah, no, no, I read it. I don't have time. Half the time, I just either read it, but I haven't watched a oh. proper NXT show in like okay. two years, probably. So. But sometimes I like to play PlayStation 5. True. All hours of the day, never turned it off. No, what I do is I get the NXT results up, I highlight everything on my phone, and then I say, speak, and I let it say it to me in my headphones. <laughs> Jesus Christ, please don't tell me you do that. Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano. For that Nick championship. Nick. Nick. <laughs> Nick. Uh, do you seriously do that? No, I don't. That's, that would be no, very no, sad no. if I was. You know, sometimes I don't really know. I feel like you do. I'm not Because you're an Apple bad. user. You're an Apple user. Well, I'm sitting there going, you know what? I don't. Ha- I shouldn't have to try and read the word out. If I just highlight select all and hit speak, it does it all for me. No. I mean, I could possibly do that with my phone, but most of the time I'll just, you know, I've got eyes, so I can, and my eyes are still good for the time <laughs> being. So, you know, I occasionally wear glasses, yes, but to just to go back and, you know, just read the results or watch what's going on. But for, um, yeah, oh. he's talking to you here. Yeah, you're talking to me. I can I can beat you, Ricky. <laughs> Bring it on. Hold I can beat you, wife. Ricky. Here we, here we go. Hold my beer wife. <laughs> Are you being a guy in the in the ring, or uh, sorry, in the crowd? Or are you just being yourself? That's me. If I was a, if I was an older man in this time period, watching on TV, shouting at it. So okay, okay, interesting. Now hold on, I just got to oh, say, my beer wife. it's a very good body. Look at that. Come on, dude. Please don't <sighs> say that word ever again. Oh, swinging the hips. <sighs> Come on, dude. As soon as he took the jacket off, I'm like. Followed by the swing in the hips. Uh, Tim, and look at the hips. I was too busy enjoying Deuce being in the in there. Yeah, no. I think I've, we spoke about the show before. I think I said Rick Rude is like my dream body. If I could, you know, have my body, that's the dream body. It's the Rick Rude. He's just jacked up. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Where are you now? Uh, probably more towards. Let me think. Jake the Snake. Uh, Jake the Snake. Two early two thousands. No. Heroes of Wrestling. Who would I say? Let me think about. Heroes of it's Wrestling. A... Jake the Snake. <laughs> no. Probably Friar Ferguson. Friar. Sebastian Booger. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. That's the same guy. Don't. Or I would say Big Dick Dudley. No. Who else? No, he was muscly. He was muscly. Uh, who, who have I got then? What was the guy that used to oil himself up on Raw all those years ago? Oh, the stripper. Big Dick Johnson uh, or something. <laughs> there, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. 
Minus yeah. the oil, though, just a lot of sunburn. So. Yeah, because you can't go in the sun without being burned. Oh, Ollie's telling him something. Pardon me. So he's trying to be very clear around with the coin toss about which referee will actually referee the match on the inside and who's in charge of being outside. Oh, yes, that's right, because they were highly racist one ref and they have a a Japanese um Yep, I'm just getting well. up the whole card. It's all right. And you actually see, too, the belt that he's actually got, yeah, was the NWA Championship belt, and that would eventually become the World Heavyweight title. It's he's not got the, the actual belt there. Yeah. Because hmm. that one actually has NWA written on it, and then the one they yes. end up changing it, because I think Conrad used to talk about the... Uh, Come on, Ollie, let's go, man. So Harley Race will be in the ring and Kenzu Sazaki will be on the outside. Fantastic. It's a pretty long one. I think it's 22-23 it goes for. Sasaki rocking the mullet there too. Mm. Medusa's still in there. Yeah. I'm for it. <laughs> Were you a fan of Alundra Blaze or more Medusa? Deuce. Mm. I think I told you that time she wrestled Chris Benoit. And I think I showed you a gif of that, yeah. It was um during the WCW World Heavyweight Championship Tournament on the road to Mayhem in 1999. They fought in the quarterfinal. Jeez. Medusa versus okay. Benoit, yeah. There's a scene in the match where he, like, just chops her so hard. You're like, holy crap. But she gives it back, though. She has a pretty good scrap with him. Well, he also um, beat up Lita a few times when mm. they first hit. Um, when they, you know, the Radicals came in, they took on the Hardy Boys. And leader. Now, Rick Rude at this time, this is coming towards near the end of his career, isn't it? Because he would have that, um, that accident in the ring with Sting, wouldn't he? Yeah, that was in 93. I think it was at least within the next 12 months, he would yeah. have been nearly done. Yeah. Yep. Because you end up hurting his back. And then I think he was, he might have been champion then, actually, I think, when he actually got injured. Yeah. Um, because he went to WWE or back to WWE in 97 to be what the bodyguard advocate or spokesperson for Degeneration X with yes, Shawn Michaels, right. China and Triple H. And then he left there and went to Nitro, was a member of the NWO for a little bit. Yes, that's right. But he was also ECW, like in the middle. Yep. Was it in the middle of the two or it might have been took before WWE or something? Yeah. He looks odd without look. the moustache. He needs the porn stash. Mm. Yeah. So how oh, crazy is this? Looking at this, he passed away seven years after this event. Shit. That's crazy. 1999, April 20th. He was uh, 40 years old, El. Yeah, 40. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not, we're not long from that. Like, I, in my mind, I was like, yeah, he was probably about 49, 50, but he was 40. That's crazy. Well, you're looking about 52 yourself, so, yeah. 
It's not. You leave me alone, all right? Huh? No, you're just mean. Like, I, I actually thought yeah. I looked pretty good. I looked at myself on the screen and I'm like, wow, the, the beard's grown. Then back. what happened? I actually feel then pretty what happened? good. What? what happened? Hmm? Then what? what happened? I don't know. What are you talking about? You looked at yourself. Yeah, I, I looked at myself and went, wow, you, you get in there. What a bag of shit. <laughs> just going to take some time, all right? Look, if you're going to just throw softballs to me like that, I'm just going to just hit go for the fences, okay? You can't leave little gaps open like that. For God's sake, how long have we known each other? Uh, if you give me the minuscule moment just to say shit like that, I'm going to say something. Okay? I won't say anything anymore. Vladimir has got a camera out, and I think he's having a few close-up shots of Medusa's backside. So you used to look at him in the back there. Click, click. Roll it back. Thanks, Tom. I mean, that's what the camera makes. Yes. As you yeah. know, is a pervert in the park. <laughs> even even though it makes the effect, I still do it as I'm rolling it back. So You're like one of those guys who, who has to flash on. <laughs> I don't have to turn it off. It, it's an Apple product. I'm sorry. So it says here, in December 1992, Rude suffered a legit neck injury and was forced to vacate the United States Championship, ending his reign at nearly 14 months and a reign that still stands today as the second longest reign in the almost 40-year history of the championship. Jesus. But his actual injury took place uh, in 1994. So it says here... After dropping the title to Sting on April 17th at String Stampede 1994, Rude pinned Sting on the May 1st uh, in Japan to become a three-time champion. Rude, however, injured his back during the match when, upon receiving a suicide dive at ringside, had landed on the corner of the raised platform surrounding the ring. Unable to wrestle, he was stripped of the championship, with the storyline excuse being that he had found that he was found to have used the, the title belt as a weapon and then retired shortly after that, and then went to ECW in 1997. Okay. Hmm. Yes, because there was that situation with Francine wasn't there, at crossing the line. In ECW. That is correct. Hmm. Yes, that's right. And he also joined, what, Jerry the King Lawyer in the feud against the uh, ECW versus WWF storyline. Really? Yeah. Ah, okay. It says here, in the main event of ECW Heatwave 1997, Rude made a once-off return to the ring in a six-man tag team match when he partnered with ECW mainstays Tommy Dreamer and Sandman to face the King and ECW stars Sabu and Van Dam, only to betray Dreamer and Sandman. During the ECW versus USFA slash WWF inter- intercompany competition, Rude helped Lawyer win matches against Streamer and the Sandman. Hmm. Cool. And then he came back in 97 August to the World Wrestling Federation and then left uh, November. So, like, he was really only there for three months and then took off. <laughs> Straw Hat is flipping off Rick Rude. <laughs> Just little ones. Just the... <laughs> yeah, because... Rude a couple of times looked over at the boys there and you know that must be mouthing oh what's she saying 
And that's okay. something that you and I talked about too, like, you know, again, talking about women's wrestling in the 90s. Remember yeah. how in WCW they used to have the women's championship? And, like, yeah. Medusa and stuff wrestled there, and it's like, why did they ever get rid of it? And that's something that I've actually tried to ask in the Q&As to 83 Weeks, mm. is why did they eliminate the women's championship? You know, WWE was focusing on valets. You know, WCW had women's wrestlers. Why did they suddenly stop doing it? Was it the NWO and the mainstay and pushing that? But why was it that you just vacated the belt and that's it? Women weren't actually think, wrestlers anymore. I think you just answered your own question there, the NWO. Mm. And NWO, like we we spoke about, just you know, uh, with about the Canyon episode of Dark Side of the Ring, you know, at that time he and Glacier and a few other guys they were doing that Mortal Kombat style mm. of characters in WCW, and then it got real with Hogan turning heel and Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. You know, are they WW? Are they agents from WWE coming over to st- stir the shit up with the wrestling there? So it's right there in itself. It's this big thing known as mm. the NWO took right over wrestling. And, and again, they went worldwide too. There's, it, it, they went to Japan. There was even some, they even got some Japanese wrestlers that are part mm. of the NWO. So, and again, if you look at, if there was no NWO, you wouldn't have Bullet Club. Yeah. You wouldn't have any of those functions that they, they have today. So. Yeah, no elite, no super elite. Yep. All that jazz. Yep. Well, Chono, who's wrestling now, he was the NWA Japan rep. And he was the main one. He wrestled at what sold out, I think, both years. And he was the main leader over there when what, what's his name was over there with him? Um, oh, Scott Norton, when he wrestled over there. They were mm-hmm. a team for the NWO. So they were. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, that kind of really, that, that would, you want to think too, like, that's the end of the gimmick style, like, cause you think the goon, mm. you know, WWE the goon, don't the clown, like, that is all comedy based stuff. Once the NWO did happen and DX and stuff like that, those funny gimmicks, it's just, that's just a guy dressing up. It's not believable. Well, it's not real. Hmm. I knew at that time, when the NWO first hit back in 1995, WWE were still doing those cartoon things. Mm. Again, you had the Goon, you had Doink the Clown, you had Sebastian Booger, you had the Friar Ferguson, you mm. you had it. I had you had um, Duke the, the Dumpster, mm. Duke the Dumpster, Brother Love, Isaac Yankum, yeah, Isaac Yankum, early days of the Undertaker. Mm. It's this guy. Who'd you have? What the Executioner, <laughs> Terry Gordy, Here we go. <laughs> the Executioner Terry with Mankind and what uh, Paul Bearer. For a, for a lesser time, the Nazi, yeah, you know? or the the final. Oh, what was he? There was another guy who got in a lot of trouble. Um, mm. I think once it, it once it got so. to Bash of the Beach '96, that's where it all kind of changed. It was like, yep, mm-hmm. it's all about being real, being shock value. Um, yeah, blurring the lines between reality and fantasy. Yep, that's right. You could do. I can. You should rock that mustache, yeah? the Chono mustache. You could do that. I'd love to get the full man tree thing going on. Mm. It'd be so sweet. I mean, I'm quite happy with what I've got going today. You know, just to, just to, just to shave. I don't even shave it. Just mm. keep it maintained. Well, and I haven't I've caught got... up in a couple of weeks, guys. And I actually didn't have a beard yeah. a few weeks ago. I shaved it off, and yeah, the You're reception was the, re- the reception wasn't well. So. 
No, a lot of a lot of family, um, especially your family, a couple of friends of ours as well too, <laughs> were like, "What's going on?" I even um, spoke to our mother about it, and she goes, mm-hmm. "Is everything all right?" I said, and she goes, "What do you mean, Ma? Is he okay? Is everything all right between he and his partner?" I'm like. I think so. Why? Because oh, he shaved his beard. I thought, what oh, does no. that mean? <laughs> Probably think you, sure, uh, you can't control me. I'm shaving me beard off. <laughs> what uh, mum are you sh- talking about? She, no, she probably shaved it off you while you were sleeping. Sit down. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, we're joking, but that probably happens in the world. So, we're, yeah. I wasn't going to go that far and make it too mm. real. But again, classic shithead you. Great work. No, well, I just woke up on the Sunday and I'm like, you know, I'll just, you know, I'm not going True. back to work in a long time. I'm, I'll just try it. And I just thought I'll just keep the mustache just to see what it looks like. Nah, I just don't have a mustache head. It just does not What's suit it? me at all. What is Straw Hat doing? He's arguing with somebody. He's getting so passionate. Well, there's actually a fight about to start soon. Hang I on, think it's actually this talking. match. There is a fight that breaks out pretty shortly. Someone though. just went up and is got, went past him or something. I think it's this match, but it might be the Ron Simmons Barbarian, which is next. There's actually is a fight because everyone just starts suddenly looking to their right for a good oh, probably no. two minutes or so. Yeah. With those boys, are they act- acting up or is it something else? No, it's it's out of the camera shot, but they okay. stand up, they start pointing and laughing and stuff like that. So. But and, and they're talking to. The... Yeah, Medusa's looking over there. She's down. Someone slammed something to her on that right side. So is Straw Hat. Hat. He, Straw Hat guy. He's going really. Hmm. I mean, this is a fantastic match we're seeing before us, but we're too busy looking at the crowd. Yes, the fans can be quite a bit unruly, can't they, Al? At wrestling shows. Yeah, they can be, especially when you tell another wrestler, hey, be careful, don't let him spit in your mouth because he's got AIDS. Yeah, I wanted to. I never wanted to use violence on a person. As in that night, when the the fat shit shit bag of that gentleman said that about Kenny, mm. um, at the House of Hardcore, I was like, "What the hell, dude?" I mean, he got booed. Mm. I was like, and Sally, he was your typical wrestling fanboy. Sadly. Hmm. Very heavy. But it's crazy that like people shit. spend money and then just start fighting. Like you see it in like America with like all the football games and basketball games, and they just full on punch on. Like you got nothing better to do than watch the game. No, nah, I'm just gonna piss off this nope. person, start a brawl, start fighting. Well, we um back in our day when we were young, that used to be a thing, especially during um, AFL, Aussie rules football. But then you get the occasional streaker. You know, people out there who are listening to it go, what's a streaker? A streaker is a person that would take off all their clothes and then run out to the, into the, onto the oval or the, onto the pitch where mm. the game was being played and just run with everything hanging out. And most of the time it was women because back in the day, that was when they used to have, uh, full strength beer was, uh, allowed at football games. <laughs> so sometimes you know you go there and your missus have too many West Coast coolers or maybe you have too many uh, frothies, too many beers. Next thing you know, she's out there with all the glory. And that used to happen with the cricket quite a lot too. 
I remember one, he didn't a woman get hit with a bat or something like one of the players smacked her on the ass with a bat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing that. I think the best one I've ever seen during a cricket game was uh it was during uh it was a, a quite a young indigenous player, an Aboriginal player. And this fella came running out to the into the pitch, had his dick out running everything, and he went to get into the middle of the pitch and the actual cricket player hip and shouldered him. Ooh. And the guy went down like a ton of shit. It was fantastic. Didn't really help that they had to slow it down because when you see it, you actually see the man's hog flip up, smack himself <laughs> in the belly, and then go down again. So and they just snap. Blow that he just snaps as he falls on the ground. <laughs> no, yeah. And then the young player who was actually at the time had the bat and just started battering. Mm. Just, just swing batter, bang, hit him, got a nice six. There was one, I think, a few years ago, it might have been the Premier League or it may have been one of the European leagues, where they had a female streaker run onto the pitch and kick a goal. And it was like an awesome kick. Like, she was so far out, but she boots this goal, and people were like, what the hell? Like, from at least, I don't know, 30 yards out? But, like, kicks a goal. I'm like, that's yeah. it. That's a great streak in the game and get a goal and then celebrate. And she's there yep. bowing to the audience and then she gets tackled down. You're like, oh, yeah, you're down. Okay. <laughs> yep. Easy. You don't get that anymore these days because, again, that's like a, I think it's like nearly like a thousand dollar fine and a oh, complete yeah. ban. That's mm. a ban to any of those stadiums, like to any events like that for like for life. Mm. Um, and the price of it is astronomical as well, too. Well, and... there's a couple of Aussie YouTubers that did that in the 2019 grand final. Um, I think it's Marty and Michael, the two YouTubers in Australia. They tried doing that. They ran onto the field during the grand final wearing their, their T-shirts to get some promotion. They only got in there for probably 15 seconds and got tackled because the camera just diverts that way. But on their YouTube well, channel, you see them sitting there and then you see them run because their oh. friend filmed it. And then on the YouTube channel, it brought a lot of views to it because it's like, hey, we're at the grand final and we've been kicked out. And But they didn't talk about the punishment, though. But I still think it would have been a few grand and probably yeah. a band, so... Trinity's hand was under the rope too. Come on, Harley. I was going to say, how slow is the count? I know. One. Wait. Two. Wait. <laughs> Going up top here, Rick Root on top. Oh, oh he missed. Uh, well, what oh. the... Is this a Stephen Michael match or what's going on? Oh, no. <laughs> I actually shared that video uh, that I sent to you ages ago of Mick Michael against what Sullivan, when it was the Dungeon of Doom take on the Horseman on that Nitro, and it's just a, it's about Mess. thirty seconds of confusion, like Mick Michael's second rope axe handle. What are you doing? Lies down, and you're like, slow down. <laughs> That's slow probably down. one of the best things to have happen on Twitter. <sighs> that is the wrestling with Steve Mungo and Mick Michael. That's mm. pretty much the, the handle is, and you just like, my God. Just different it, gifts of him fucking things up. In the that, well, it's not really, and it's videos too, and then you, you're pretty much watching, like, everyone looking at each other going, what now? What, what do we want to do now? Uh, okay. And then, you know, they're trying to talk it to each other. We can hear you. <laughs> that, that tag match, though, you see... Oh my god! When he buggers up the handle, you see Ric Flair going like, like his head's he's turning like this. Like, what is? Going on? He, he starts talking to his shot, into his arm, and going, "What is this? Get him out! 
Get him out of the ring now, please. Bring in Kevin Green or someone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not McMichael. Oh, man. And it's just like, you know, he's not a good wrestler, but let's give him a tombstone pole driver as a finisher. A jumping. <laughs> a jumping yeah. tombstone pole driver. The Mongo no, Spike. Well, he never did really think, like, he never hurt anybody. Mm. But it was just messy. Yeah. And, but entertaining for us. Yeah, he didn't hurt somebody. He just more embarrassed himself in situation. Yeah. 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 With his little dog on Nitro and, yeah. yeah. Talking about the NWA, where you want to step out? I'm just going to step out for a moment. So if you continue, then we can talk. Cool. I might be a few minutes. Yep. So talking about the NWA guys, they're doing some great things they did in power. A couple of weeks ago, Mickey James, you know, uh, heavily involved in bringing in some great women's talent. I think we've got NWA Women's Tag Team Champions I may have seen. This is now right here now, guys. Here's the fight. As you can see, if you're watching along, the fans are all standing up and looking to their right. There is some scuffle <clears throat> that seems to have happened in the background there. And I'll just tell a quick story while this one's going on. I remember attending the Hulkamania tour when Hulk Hogan came down to Australia with Eric Bischoff a number of years ago. I think it was at least 2000 and maybe six, seven. And he actually took on Ric Flair in a matchup. And it was a pretty small arena that I think they thought would be sold out, which it wasn't. So our younger brother, Nathan, who's been on his podcast, you know, in one of our very first episodes, attended that show. And I think just as Hogan's coming out, Flair's already in the ring. These two fans sitting near us, there was a one dressed up as Hulk Hogan, one with a Ric Flair shirt. Words were exchanges, and next thing you know, you know, fists are flying. You actually had this fella throw a punch at this woman. Her partner's just jumped in, and there's just this brawl going on. Now, these guys would have you know, paid some pretty big bits of money to attend the show. Hogan's coming out to Voodoo Child, and you've just got these two fans punching on. Security jumps in, separates them, you know, pulls them all apart. And it was just a messy thing, you know, to see fans who pay good money. These these guys you want to come and see, and next thing you're dragged out, you know, and don't even actually get a chance to actually see it. So, yeah, not good. I was just reading, too, Al, while you were gone. I didn't even know this, but did you know that Kenzu Sasaki was a road warrior? No idea, really. Hmm. They were saying here he was known as the Hellraiser tag team with Road Warrior Hawk. Was that like when he did Kurosawa? When he did that with... It, they had that match with Kurosawa? Uh, no. No, okay. Thank goodness. Just and I will say, if you want to hear something funny, we do oh, have God. a show coming up at the end of this month, guys. I've actually added that as a TBK moment. Oh, so. gee, that, that's not a TBK moment. That's <laughs> not. Harley Race has been knocked out by a big boot. Kicked him right the moustache. Yeah, it says here he was known as the Power Warrior when he teamed up with the Hawk, with Road Warrior Hawk, and they were called the the Hellraisers. And it says like between ninety two and ninety six, he would actually team up with them in six man tag team matches. That's awesome. Mm. Former WCW United States Champion defeating Sting, and they lost the belt to One Man Gang. Hmm. This is when One Man Gang was scary. Or cut or no neck breaker. The rude awakening. The rude awakening. No, no refs. Come on, Harley. Get him there. 
No, I do. So get in there, Harley. I love that they're helping each other up. You're right. Now I'm all right. Hold on to me, huh? <laughs> Go on top up again. Ooh, oh, Mr. Jesus, Mister Heine. He's going for the STFU. Yep. STF. He's tapping. He's tapping. What's the ref doing? Bring it. He's tapping. Yep. Bring it. What? Did you hear Jesse the body? He better so? not call it. He better not call it. It's a racist call. What? <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So Harley say ring the bell. Sasaki is saying that he won, but now Harley Race is saying no, he didn't win because he kicked me, so I'm disqualifying him. So you're winner uh, with rude. But as championship rules apply, Al, what does that mean? Cannot change on the disqualification. Mm-hmm. So good, good thinking, Harley Race. <laughs> Look at Gary. What the fuck are we doing? What's the decision? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Better be hilarious just to hear him start swearing off mic. Look at the cable hanging to the long black cable. Look at it. That's so dangerous. Hmm. As a OHS person, I see shit like that. I do not <laughs> like that. Um, there's a cord. That, it's look, sparking. It's <laughs> look at it's all tangled. Yeah. Your OCD is playing up, isn't it? <laughs> Got to fix that. Just. Oh no! I just I look at something like that, and it's just like that is. Oh my goodness! Oh, here we go! <gasps> oh Jesus! Scoop slam! Whoa! Oh, jeez! He, he actually started wrestling for WCW shortly after this show. So, oh jeez, he's legally buckled in. Because I actually don't think they talked about um. Susaki being a road warrior in the road warrior episode on Dark Side of the Ring. I don't think they even talked about it. He tried like to take the boat. It was going to say, yeah. it looks like a Chippendale. I was going to say one of the dicks from WWE, but each to their own. Whatever helps you sleep at night. Mm. Mm. The dicks. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, Bob? Oh, nothing. Uh, wrestling. <laughs> Get out. Okay. <laughs> I'm just I think, uh, I think I'm done for this show I think I'm done with this podcast now even the collar is actually still on the bow tie look at it yeah I see it it's uh, very good looking battle ball are you ready what do you think of the concept of the, of the battle ball for its time it's interesting if you tried mm. to do it today it would be a lot of work I would imagine yeah um what about you? I loved it because, you know, you would take an existing tag team, split them up, make them compete in a tournament where the top eight then go into a battle royal and the winner would get a potential title shot. Mm-hmm. And I remember what's cool because Starcade that year had Sting and Justin Liger on the same team. You also had Van Hammer and Cactus Jack, so, yeah. <laughs> what was it? Heavy Metal Van Hammer. <laughs> Genius. And we're about to be coming up to our co-main event, guys, for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Barbarian and Ron Simmons, 12 minutes 51, or 41. 
That's right. Mm. And I think what Simmons won the belt from Vader, I believe. He did with his massive power slam. You and I should do this when we catch back up. What Cactus is doing now. The sledgehammer. Hmm. Sure, sure. Are you the barbarian? No, you would be. I'm doing the hit. Any excuse to hit me with a sledgehammer, right? What the fucking head? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, bro. I fucking slipped, yeah? That's okay, bro. That's okay. Look, look like bloody, look like bloody Glenn from The Walking Dead. All caved in. Yeah. I, that's right. You've never watched or read any of The Walking Dead series, have you? I've read probably the first maybe twenty issues of the comic book, but never gone all the way through and never really watched the show. Okay. Mm. So Not of it though. Saw, but you know, but you know what happened to Glenn, right? Yeah. When they meet up with Negan. Mm-hmm. Good shit. Because the actor who played Negan is an, um, he's one of my favourite actors, that guy. Jeffrey D. He's, Morgan. Yeah. I was watching a movie with that he was in yesterday. It was um The Possession, which is a good horror flick. He plays a father in that one. and Wasn't he in Watchmen as well? He was comedian? Yes, yeah. that's him. And he wasn't he Thomas Wayne, I think, as well in Batman v Superman. And the woman, Martha Wayne, Mm. So no, is it is it Martha? Yeah, Martha is actually is in The Walking Dead too, mm. and she her partner was Glenn in the TV <laughs> show. So it was well, actually it was very weird to see them both um, have a relationship like that, and then again mm. they both get killed anyway. Look at this hero! Come on, come on, Dad! Go, <laughs> <Sorry>, Dad! Dad. <laughs> Go, Dad! And we have talked about it, guys. Ron Simmons at this time is our father. Like, he looks exactly like our dad looked in our childhood. He would come up from the gym downstairs, be all jacked up. <laughs> but this was our dad. Same black mustache. Big time. And just side thing, like, talking about Batman, I think, uh, what, DC fandoms today in the Estates, I think, which would be, what, when we wake up tomorrow, everything would already be out about it. The Batman trailers, I think, dropping tomorrow and things like that, and new, new Titan trailer. series, and, yeah. What's your take on the new Batman? Keen on it? Yes, mm. I am. It it's, looks like um, Batman Year One, similar mm. to Batman Begins, but it's going to be violent. Mm. Like, very confronting violence, and It'd be good to see, because uh, again, we saw from the, the first trailer came out, I think it was about a year ago, maybe more, and everyone was like, the kid from the Twilight movies? What the hell? Mm. It's like, no, that kid can actually be a generally good actor, Robbie Patterson. Mm. So, it could be interesting. I'll, I'm looking forward to it. Well, they've actually gone in and said it's not part of the DC extended universe, it's its own multi, or its own Earth. Good. So good. maybe they'll do a thing where they maybe, with the Flashpoint film, potentially that's going already going to have Affleck in it it's already going to have Keaton in it do they do something eventually so I hope it's just a standalone that's all mm. I ask just he doesn't need to have Superman in his universe or the Flash or Green Lantern mm. or Aquaman or Wonder Woman just let's just have Batman year one and mm. how he would deal with um, just a standalone story yeah and this new take of the Riddler 
and how he looks. Yeah. Yeah. I read and, something yesterday that there's talks of it being almost three hours long, the film. Wow. Yeah, they reckon they're gonna the Riddler character is very jigsaw inspired, as in it's a it's a cat you know cat and mouse storyline the whole time. Like you see him, he does something, then he's gone. So constantly, Batman is chasing him. This entire kind of what they're saying a crime drama esque storyline. But I love how they're making him detective Batman. Like that's that was the cool Batman, the detective style in the streets, learning from the people on the streets, and then attacking with vengeance. So very cool. Yeah, especially when that scene where um, in the trailer he just mm. beats the ever-living shit out of that guy mm. and everyone stands back and goes, holy shit. Yeah, because it's a backhand and like four like heavy right hands as he's already down. So And as he's down, he's just wailing on him. Mm. So, And they could do like, hopefully, what they did with the Tom Holland Spider-Man where Yes, we know his backstory. He got bitten by a spider. His Uncle Ben got killed. In this one, we don't need to see mm. the Waynes get killed. We saw it in the Joker movie. We saw it in the Nolan movies. We saw it in mm. the Tim Burton ones. We saw it in the Affleck one. We know what happened. We know what it is now. We've seen it so many times, Okay. Maybe in, hopefully in this one they'll just go, oh yeah, my family was killed and this is why mm. I'm vengeance. Well, that's the I thing am. I noticed when I was chatting with my son the other day. I've gone, hey Matt, and he goes, yeah. I said, with Tom Holland Spider Man, did they ever show him get bitten? And he goes, he looks and he goes, wait a minute, they never did, did they? And I'm like, yeah, oh. like they done it with the San Remy films, they did it with Andrew Garfield, but I'm like, yeah, they never did it with Tom Holland. He just rocked up during the airport scene. Grabs Cap Shield, does a backflip, and it's like, yeah, that's it. And there's Aunt May, and they never explained Uncle Ben. They never explained how he got stung. Who, what was it? Oscorp related? Like they just, he's Spider Man. Off you go. Yeah. They haven't given one little inkling of what might mm. have happened, which is nice. And mm. I think the only thing they've brought to Uncle Ben was in the second Tom Holland Spider Man movie. Um, uh, was it? Uh, Oh, what, it was home. No, it was far away from home. Is his briefcase? His suitcase mm. says B Parker. Yeah, and so replying to that, that's Ben. Now, what a time to be a fan, eh? Just so much pop culture stuff coming out now, and it's good that fandom's still happening, even though it's not in person. You know, we can still check it out on streaming. So. Also gaming too, lots of what Suicide Squad Justice League's coming out and what Batman Arkham Knights and a ton of stuff. Or Gotham Knights, I think it's called. Yeah. <clears throat> What's really cool here in this matchup, you notice the ECW guys exchange with Mick quite a bit. You know, the old ECW timeline, what he did there and But it also shows you what a scary unit Barbarian is. <laughs> All three of these guys in the ring are scary dudes. Ron Simmons mm. with his powerhouse strength. Barbarian because he's, you know, I imagine he would, you know, again, he's a big, strong dude. Mm. And I bet he's got a gentle nature, but he would be scary as shit. And was he the, was he the one with Tommy Young? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one. <laughs> yeah, you know the whole story about that, right? Yeah, you can tell us again, Al. Yeah. Pretty much, um, Tommy Young and Barbarian were sharing a room and a woman of the night came in uh, 
well, I think it was a fan actually, came to visit um, Mr. Tommy Young, and um, sorry, not Tommy Young, to meet the barbarian, and she was greeted at the door by Tommy Young, and he said, "You can't come in here. He's not here. I'm going to bed. I'm, we're both very tired." So um, he sent the woman on the way. Barbarian comes out of the shower. Who's at the door, brother? Oh, there's this woman. Can't really see you. I sent her on the way. And he goes, and he goes, pretty much, pretty much what he said to him. Tommy Young, you come over here and you jack me off. Easy way or hard way, brother. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> now, David Flair heard that story when he was a kid, when he would come to, you know, in, in, in the back with, mm. when he used to come and visit his dad, Rick Flair. So he passed that on over to Conrad and then everyone, and then it's also known for quite a while, that story. So we don't know if Tommy Young actually had to jerk the <laughs> barbarian off. I hope he didn't, because that would be terrifying. So he's 63 years old, guys. I'm just looking at some information. Seven children. Wow. Oh, so his niece is Lady Tapia. She's a she's remind me of Nia Jax before she even debuted. She was in TNA for a little bit. Yep. Because um, I think we actually covered him when he was with Warlord. Remember back in the mid '90s, there Survivor Series, we did that old show there. Sure did. Hmm. And I think we may have even covered some of his old matches in '97. I think when we were watching what Ming and stuff like that were there, and yeah. The Wild Samoans, uh, sorry, their version of the Wild Samoans. Hmm. Yeah, because he was there was Dungeon of Doom and the Faces of Fear were his two known ones. Yeah. So when did he finish wrestling, guys? He was in the First Family with Jimmy Hart in the late 1990s. Went independent (sighs) in 01. Yeah, no, he retired. I think at least I think it's 2012. He kind of stopped then, so. Yeah, he's a scary dude. <laughs> oh, and like I said, all, all the people there in that one time are very... Oh, God. What do you think of what's Ron Simmons as a face having a run here as a single? Um, he was doing a lot of cool things here, cause especially for a lot of uh, young youth, I believe, at this time. He was just saying that he was wrestling for the people, he was wrestling for the youth, a young black youth as well, too. Mm. Um, you know, if you do like, um, it's pretty much like a, um, like John Cena style, you know, mm. believe in yourself, that type of style. Well, like the only comparison I would really think of was like, you know, Booker T in the late 2000s, you know, when he became world heavyweight champion. Because really between now and there, there really wasn't an African-American world champion. I wouldn't, I think for memory in WCW, it was Ron yeah. Simmons and Booker. And then you think today, you know, Big E, you know, doing his things as WWE champion on Raw. You look at Big E now, I mean, yes, it was good for Kofi Mania. That was always a Mm. good, fun thing that happened. But, um, again, he's skinny. And uh, Vince doesn't like skinny, you know, heavyweight champions. Mm. He prefer muscly big dudes. And I love, it's very cool to see um, Big E as heavyweight champion. It's about damn time. Well, they reckon they're kind of pushing for what Xavier Woods to win the King of the Ring. That'd be cool. Yeah, because the King of the Ring finals will happen at Crown Jewel and already Finn qualified on SmackDown. 
defeating Sami Zayn. And this week on Raw, it's Jinder Mahal against Xavier Woods. The winner of that goes to the final against Finn. And they really haven't said the winner gets a title shot, which was kind of the original plan back in the mid-90s, that you win the King of the Ring, you become an immediate player, you're in title contention. Do they put that on the line? If Xavier does get the win, do you do Xavier Woods face-face? Is there a heel turn? I don't know. Is it too much too quickly? Like, is it too quick to jump into it? Hmm. What's his name? Um, They had Nakamura when he became the king of strong style again when he started doing that crown thing after he beat Baron Corbin for it Mm. and then we had the greatest wrestling gimmick of all time with Bump Corbin you know (laughs) and then he grew the beard out wore the same shirt was asking um, people for money in the crowd and all that jazz you know just bad luck just how, how he how he did the gimmick was fantastic and then he got happy and it was like, oh, okay. I think the problem with that, though, it's like, now what? Like, you had something working there. Maybe you didn't know where else to take it. So now you've just reverted him back to being a heel and it's like, oh, okay. He'll just be on main event <laughs> or something like that this week. Yep, pretty Because I don't think he was... He wasn't even in the tournament, I don't think, this year. Shane Shinsuke, they didn't even... weren't even in the, the eight people in the tournament this year. Yeah, yeah, again... Nakamura is the Intercontinental Champion, so he doesn't mm. really need to. He just gave his crown up. and But, yeah, it should be. should be interesting. Mm. I hope Xavier wins. Yeah, I think Xavier versus Finn will be cool. Like, Xavier's yeah. never really had a, ever had a title shot. Finn's had a few multiple as what Universal Champion back in 2016 had his recent fall with... <laughs> Roman Reigns had extreme rules. I don't know what that was, so we're not going to talk about it. Uh, so does he need another title shot? Maybe. Um, you know, watch the space. Top rope. God. That is terrifying. Missed the elbow drop. Absolutely terrifying. Jeez. Good cactus out there. <laughs> Just doing the actions. Come on. I wonder if it eventually led to Cactus getting a title shot against Ron. Jeez, there's the spine buster. Splat. Absolute splat. It was that old fashioned, just hoist them up about midway through, drop them. <laughs> yep. Oh, Jesus. There he comes, Cactus up there. three-point stance. Oh, shoulder tackle. Oh. Not sure. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Come on. New champ. Get it, Barbarian. Get it. Kicked him in the... Kicked him in the head. I love how Foley could have attacked him but wants the win. So, like, he rolls him straight back in for Barbarian to do more. Like, he could have cheap-shotted him. Didn't do it, though. Now, look at this here. He's going for a headbutt elf. Oh God! Yeah, you're a little bit. You're a bit far, brother. Here we go. Whoop, whoop. He got oh. it. Kick oh, out! Love that the cactus is wearing the Halloween havoc um, t-shirt as well too. Bit of promotion. You can buy yours at the stands, guys. 
very cool. That's the thing we talked about, I think, in the past too. Like Halloween Havoc was actually one of the premier events of WCW's calendar year. Like I used to think growing up oh. at Starcade, it was actually Halloween Havoc, according to Bischoff. Yes, and he he thought awesome. Halloween Havoc was the show. He didn't think Starcade was, you know, the version of WrestleMania. That's what he thought Halloween Havoc was. That's right, because they would have all those, like they would have some pretty high public mat- matches at mm. these at the Halloween Havoc. Oh, Power Slam, count it out. That's it. One, two, Great three. Work. I thought, he, I thought he suffered a stinger here when I watched Barbarian back in the replay, but I think he's just selling. But when they showed the replay of the actual landing of the slam, I was like, ooh, the way he sat up looked like a stinger, but he's already standing, so... Yeah, it's... <laughs> Your neck's bulging. That's cool. That's all right, <laughs> brother. Push. <laughs> just one finger just pops them back in. Vertebrae. Yeah, watch here. Watch the landing. I was like, ooh, it could have ended badly. Here he goes. Oh, oh. No. No, I think Ron had him run it. Yeah, I think it was him. that arm I was looking at. It's when he sits up here, I was like, oh, it just looked like he could have been injured, but yeah, there. Shavante. Yeah, also I was saying, you think about the Halloween Havoc, like you had what, Hogan, but who was it? Um, you had Goldberg Sid, Goldberg Sting, Bret Hart Sting. The Ultimate Warrior versus Hogan, '98. Yeah, like we will make fun of that, but again, back then that was big. Mm. You know, just to have the the Warrior re- return, and you know, and, and they swapped it mm. because people look. You know, again, that we've done that match before, Hogan and Warrior. But then, if you look at that time, Hogan's the heel, Warrior's the face, and it was a clusterfuck. Yeah, just get my sparkler light. I'll just burn my eyebrows off. <laughs> so we've got Eric Watts here. No, that's a young uh, Drew McIntyre. <laughs> it was a bit weird. This I don't know if they were just trying to get Eric over because his dad was, you know, Bill Watts. But it's like they're just trying to get Eric out to go, hey, what's up, people? And I'm also a young talent that's coming up into the company. But now it's about Ron. So Eric, could you just move over? That is such our dad. Look at that, L. I know. <laughs> I was actually spoke to uh, before we jumped on tonight. I actually had a chat with our dad too. Mm. They uh, gave us a quick video call. It was unexpected. Mm. Uh, didn't even expect it. That my iPad started ringing. I'm like, why is why is the parents mm, calling? What's me? up? What's happened? And, uh, Hello. Oh, were you online? Yes, I was online. Um. Yeah, just popped up there. You said you're online. Everything okay? Okay. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right. The next minute, half an hour. <laughs> I, I mean, I scared, scared the shit out of me. I'm like, what's wrong? And they're like, nothing. We just saw you're online. I went, yeah, I, I jumped on to check my messages. Oh, yeah. So half an hour later, I'm like, okay. Good talk. Um, what are you doing tonight? I said, oh, Gonna do a show with Tom. Oh yeah, how's he doing? I said, I think he's all right. I haven't spoken to him. He's a bit of a dickhead, but yeah. We wish if, right. if they said Tom, Tom who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Tom, oh, that dickhead, Tom. Oh yeah. Uh, Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Try not to hit him. 
Oh, here we go, El made event. It's a pole. It's a big pole. It's a big pole. Yeah. Why is it so... That kid there with the original Mario hat. Look at the M on this. Oh, da- turned it over. It's got the original no. Mario logo on it. Yep, fantastic. What do you think about what Chris Pratt <laughs> being announced as Mario? I'm looking forward to it. Really? Um, I am, because uh, I think they're, gonna, they're not going to do the stereotypical it's a Mia Mario, like Italian mm. style. I think it's just him going to be speaking normally. And because just recently, just the other night, I watched a Sonic movie. Mm. And supposedly what I think it is, they might do it. They might even combine the universes soon. Mm. So we're gonna, probably going to get Mario meets Sonic. And then you get every video game character ready. Mm. And we have a Super Smash Bros. movie. I was talking to my son about that today, and he goes, "No, nah, they can't do that." I don't. Well, this is Matthew. He's like, "I don't want to see a Super Smash movie. Don't chuck in Pikachu and all that stuff. No, keep it separate." And I I'm do. like, "Matt, they'll do it. Imagine how much money they'll make, Matt. That's oh. money sitting there for the taking." So here he comes, Jack Roberts. That's right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that Mario movie. I think it's going to be mm. fun. Mm. Um, I've heard a lot of. Negativity about it, but I hope we had a Mario movie back in 1994 mm. with Bob Hoskins. I like that film. <laughs> Don't, Alan. It Come on, it was awesome. Fucking terrible, bro. <laughs> the movie was rewritten ten times. Yeah. We we'll have to talk. All, about all that I wanted, day. all I wanted, was those rocket-powered boots. That's all I want. What did they have to do with Mario? Nothing. <laughs> it was made up for it. <laughs> yep, that's right. Yeah, that movie is an absolute clusterfuck of a movie. Uh, well, maybe one day, guys, we can bring back a film companion and we'll do that. No, I'd rather throw up in a bucket and tip it on my head. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I will. Now, looking at my notes here, this actually is the uh, almost the shortest match on the card. Yeah, And it's our minutes. main event. Yeah, unsanctioned, guys. So, again, this isn't for a championship. This is an unsanctioned coal miners glove match. And this really stems from the fact that Jake the Snake debuted attacking Sting a number of weeks ago, and here we go. And, and I, don't, I don't know if... Did Jake come up with the Snake? Uh, no, no, he didn't. That's no what bag. Jesse was asking. No bag yet. But they've also said the officials have anti-venom at ringside for any potential snake bite. <laughs> Liars! <I love> Liar! <laughs> I love it. They should okay, I was like, we got the anti-venom all set up just in case. I've got it right here. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> we only had one of them. They should do that today. Please do that today. Because he... Robert... Jake the Snake's no longer with Lance Archer. He's with somebody else now, I think. Okay, and I haven't watched it recently, so I wouldn't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think Lance Archer's on his way to New Japan. Oh, yeah. To do some stuff up there. Hmm. But I don't think... I think he's got... He's, he, I think they're going to have him associated with somebody else. So they should do that, you know, bring 
the anti-venom and bring the snake. Mm. Well, it's his own thing. I don't think it's WWE owned. It's his own. He was doing it for a long time, so. That's right. Because I think they even refer to him here as Jake the Snake Roberts. Like, I don't think that was a WWE trademark because we covered, what is it, um, his feud with Macho Man when we did uh, this Tuesday in Texas, guys. We did that last December, and that was a crazy match, that one, wasn't it, Al? Fantastic match, one of my faves. You had, what, Miss Elizabeth Bourne, her eyes out. You got, what, Macho Man getting beaten and wild. Miss Elizabeth getting slapped. Hmm. Oh. And I don't think we've actually covered a lot of Jake the Snake. We had him in Beyond the Mat when we did a film companion a long time ago for that, but not really a lot of matches. I think the Macho Man and Jake one was the only one we've actually ever covered. You are correct. Hmm. I did watch recently the WrestleMania where he took on The Undertaker, which I think was WrestleMania, from memory, I think it was WrestleMania 9, I think it oh. was. Um because I'm like how did that feud actually start and it's a really good feud like they wrestle really well together that is very weird that there's no padding on that bit it, it was uh, Bill Watts' way of saying he wants to make it look more real mm. what the okay well, uh, that's what he was talking what's Sting doing all the way around to rip his arm into the post Smart. Well, there's really no rules. The referee's yelling at him. It's like, well, it would be no disqualification. There's no count out. It's simply grab the uh, the coal miner's glove, use it, and get the win. Again, there's no need for the referee in the first place. It's a non-sanctioned match. Mm. But again, wrestling. That is so high up when you look at how high that hand is. Like, that's almost a cage or bigger than a steel cage. Big time. And where are you up to, on your clock? I am at the 2 hour and 38 and 20 mark. So we've got less than 10 minutes, guys. Thanks to you once again for... He's checked us out for this month. Sorry again for September. We've both been, what, totally flattered, haven't we, Al? Work and family and... Yeah, a lot of, a lot of stuff has been going on. But I'm sure you guys enjoyed the... Um classic TBK uh, from the vault crushing that arm and I'll probably say the one sting that we actually have never there's actually two stings we actually haven't covered which is Wolfpack Sting we actually have never had a Wolfpack Sting and uh, we've never done what is it Joker Um, Sting we did do Tomato Face Sting once and that was on a solo show I did Ah, the nitro that you did. Oh, okay. But, yeah, that's the only It's the one when really... Goldberg won the title? Yes, yeah. it is. I'd love to re- revisit that episode one day. Hmm. Well, and, I'd love uh, to go back and do In Your House 1 that I did. Do it together sure. this time. Yeah. That sounds a great idea. Diesel and Sid for the uh, World Wrestling Federation Championship. Ooh. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh that's a face lance. That was fantastic. 
it's just so good to, like to think like how rock bottom he got that he's still going like you know you think of wrestlers that turn to alcohol turn to drugs and they never turn it around like the fact that ddp was able to work with him like jake and scott hall are the two that i wouldn't think would be alive now based on the last 20 years or so the journey that they've been on to still keep and still want to actively not compete but mentor support you know the lance archers of the world it's just crazy that you know they were right at the bottom and were able to rise themselves back up and you know be held accountable um, and rise above that and you know push forward and yeah but the other dude in the ring there too Sting it is 2021 20, mm. and he's still going yep having matches with Darby Allen uh, well working with Darby Allen sorry and it's just interesting I actually watched uh, Rampage this morning and to see they, they do little promo little promotions for the next shows that are coming up and they had four wrestlers you would never think mm. in your year of the year of 2021 you had Sting on the top then next to Sting the CM Punk <laughs> on the other uh, to the to the left oh jeez to the left CM Punk was Daniel Bryan and in the middle down the bottom Dr. Britt Baker mm. just these four and they're, they're like they're talking about where the next shows they're going to be promoting and just seeing that just seeing that next Sting next to Daniel Bryan and, and also you know um, Dr. Britt Baker and CM mm. Punk just those four you're just like what what year am I in it just mm. made me think well, you think, like, 10, 10 years ago, there was no AEW. Five years ago, there was no AEW. A year ago, AEW is so different to where it was even a year ago. You know, the, what, Kenny Omega heel turn, Adam Cole coming over, CM Punk returning, Daniel Bryan, the women's division just blowing up with talent coming through, what, the forbidden door with New Japan, Impact Wrestling. Like, I never would have imagined Kenny Omega was the TNA champion. What? Like, what world is this? And he's the champ. Or even Christian Cage winning that belt back. You know, I, we used to always make fun of, you know, you would. And I used to love it when Christian was champion. But here we are, and he's champion again in 2021. You got Edge back in WWE, like Brock Lesnar's back. It's such a crazy time in terms of wrestling. And I've always been the fan of just enjoy it, guys. Just enjoy the moment. Don't pick it apart. Don't try and, you know, just enjoy it like it's a storytelling thing you know stories take time there's there's a chapter to a story just let it play out and there's going to be things you like and things you don't like but just enjoy the ride guys and that's what that's from someone a fan like you and i've been watching it for what 30 years nearly just go with it enjoy it i was also the main event of rampage was the inner circle Mm. and then Team USA with Kane Velasquez. Oh no, um, American Top Team with yeah, Junior Dos Santos. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, yeah Junior Dos Santos. And what, Sorry, Jose, was it Jose Masvidal and yes, yeah, yeah all that. Nice. That was that was nuts. Mm. Well, Dan yeah. Lambert, who's the vote, he's the he's the voice box. He's so good at cutting promos, though. He Such was such a brutal. good talent. Yeah, Jericho, Jericho called him a fat piece of shit. Hmm. Yeah, it was so good. What do you think about wrestling today dropping swears on TV? 
like Bobby oh, Lashley know. doing it, AEW doing it. Well, I know that um, I think AEW have like a limit of two to three. Oh, okay. Um, I think WWE when they do it, it it's trying to be a bit edgy. But you guys, are, yeah, yeah. But you're like, guys, you're the uh, you're the PG company now. Mm. And there's young kids in the front row with Cena t-shirts and yeah. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> what the? Sting. Jesus, Sting mate. with some parkour. Six one nine. Oh, look, wait a minute. I've got something for you. Oh, look at Sting climbing up. Go, Sting. Jeez, that's hot. What if that snapped? Look at that. Here we go. Sting's got the glove on. Jake's got the snake, though. <gasps> oh, look at, oh, oh, shit. And Sting grabs the win, and the snake is still biting him. Well, sort of. It is, Al. Come on. <laughs> That thing's made out of rubber. <laughs> Look at him. Help me. Help me. Look, listen to JR. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Jake's like, bite me, you son of a bitch. Bite Squeeze me. it. <laughs> Squeezing it. <laughs> ah, Jesus. Fantastic. You, you reckon it's rubber or is it real? That, that's real. That's real. Oh, that's, oh, look at the blood coming through. Yeah. Because he's making him do it. Hmm. Jesus. He's got venom. <laughs> Cactus, where's the anti-venom? Where's, where's the anti-venom? The anti-venom? <laughs> JR's got it. Quick, get it. I dropped it before. Think. <laughs> Shit. It, it was um, Jesse the Body Ventura's fault. He was he was moving around too much. He was rocking and he chair crushed it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to him, help, help. Oh, cactus. Look at these people in the curtain. Fuck this. I'm, you know, it's a snake. I'm not going near that. And faints behind the curtain. What did you do, Stink? Oh, man. Alright, we've got three more minutes. Okay. Uh, Jesse, it's already come off. <laughs> it come off before. Pretty, that was a pretty quick main event, though, when you think about it. Like the thirty-minute tag team matchup, twenty-two minutes for the NWA title, the World Championship got twelve minutes, and the main event got ten. All right, I'm going to put this on mute now, and then we'll wait to the end of the show. Just spit him on the face. Hmm. But look how look how look how calm Bruno is. Yeah, it was a crazy show. Yeah, it's a, it was very crazy. I had a nap <laughs> during the tag team match. Like. I had a very I was a very sleepy man. I just woke up about uh, you know about ten minutes ago, very refreshed. And then they jump back to them now. Okay. Yeah, this is a closing. This is what um, go home, go home. Everyone. Yeah, they don't do this today. What do you think no. of your going back, recap the night, where to next? Just um, finish it, fade to black? That's how I knew it. Mm. That's how we, when we started watching wrestling, then it, it was fade to black and the little, like, the symbol would come down to bottom, all rights review by WWE this time. And you think, yeah, okay, 
or sometimes they leave you like we gotta go we gotta go the tape machines are rolling you get all now the credits now Eric Bischoff executive producer and yeah yep Jimmy Crockett like, and yeah yeah now it's just like come on We're, you know that's why I've gone on silent because I'm like you know the show's over go home folks and that's it guys we're at the last what, last minute I think yeah we still got another 30 seconds hmm well, again, there was no November event for WCW. It was Starcade in December. So this is back when I think when they only did like five shows a year, similar to what AEW does now. Virgil Reynolds. Oh, nice. Virgil <laughs> Reynolds. We put who's his that? real name up. Yeah. Who, who's that, guys? In the stuff there. There's Jackie yeah. Crockett on the camera. Jackie Crockett. Steadicam, Stephen Shepard. Well, there we go, guys. Hope you enjoyed our watch-along for Halloween Havoc 1992 from October 25, 1992. Any closing comments, out before we finish up this episode? What a good show that was tonight, guys. I hope everyone enjoyed it. I certainly did. Um, it's good, again, Tom, to get back to you and talking all things wrestling and nerd alike hope people enjoy them all right guys before we finish up I want to give a shout out to not one but two great podcasts that we enjoy we want you guys to enjoy them as well so check these guys out hey it's chris from marking out the only online listening experience in the world join myself dave and social media influencer brandon as we release a weekly podcast that covers the world of professional wrestling be sure to subscribe to our podcast on all major podcasting applications follow us on twitter at marking out and watch all of our great videos at youtube.com slash marking out 11 and as always we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors Main Event Marks is a retro pro wrestling podcast hosted by two lifelong wrestling marks and walking wrestling encyclopedias, Troy and Greg. Every Wednesday, we do a breakdown and review from a fan's perspective on some of wrestling's biggest and most forgotten shows ever, along with the industry news from that time period taking you back in history to when that event took place. Main Event Marks is available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. Follow us on social media at Main Event underscore Marks. Well, guys, you know what time it is. Alan's left the room, so I have to give a bit of a readout of our sponsors and affiliates. So Rogue Energy is a premium energy and focus supplement designed to optimize your mental and physical performance. And if you check out RogueEnergy.com and use our promo code 2702 at checkout, you will get 10% off products. Next one I want to talk about is Luxie. So Luxie can enhance your performance with their analog grips. These grips can be used on your PlayStation, your Xbox, and your Nintendo Switch. And if you visit Luxie.com and use the promo code BRO247, that's BRO247, you get a total of 15% off products. Up next is Triumph Chairs. So Triumph Chairs is a gaming chair company specializing in comfort and performance. Visit TriumphChairs.com and use the promo code BRO247 on checkout to get 10% off products. Up next is Clinch Gaming. 
clinch gaming manufactures custom professional gaming controllers that you can use on your Xbox and your PlayStation and use our promo code BRO247 on checkout to get 5% off products. Up next is Player One Coffee. So Player One Coffee develop coffee recipes custom tailored to gamers, creative developers, and just about anyone who really enjoys a cup of coffee. And lucky last is VictoriousEyewear.com. So Victorious Eyewear developed blue-white blocking gaming glasses designed to eliminate digital eye strain and help you maintain comfortable and focused. Visiting uh, VictoriousEyewear.com and use the promo code BRO247 at checkout gets you 10% off. So again, shout out there to Victorious Eyewear, Player One Coffee, Clinch Gaming, Triumph Chairs, Luxie.com and Rogue Energy. Alright guys, we are back and we are at the tail end as what has been a great episode for the month of October. Uh, any closing comments, El, before we finish up? Yeah, well, just pretty much just to reiterate what you just said there. Thanks everyone again for listening. Hope everyone is well in the world. Yes, this COVID thing is still happening. The uh, numbers have been going quite high up here in, this, in Australia. Well, I think pretty much down here in Victoria sort of just stopped listening now to sort of laugh it off. Yes, we're getting close to stopping the curve, and yeah, I just say to everyone, get the vaccinate, get vaccinated, do the right thing, be safe, be nice to each other, and we will all see you soon. All right, guys, you can check out our socials on Instagram and on Twitter at the Brocast T H E B R O K A S T. Shout out to our associates and also our affiliates, that being Rogue Energy, Player One Coffee. Get yourself a range of discount codes on our Apple iTunes uh, notes. You can get yourself some ten percent, five percent, fifteen percent off a range of different products. But as we say each and every episode, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. guys thanks for sticking around now we're going to go back and listen to a classic tbk moment vidi mac this man can blow his nose and wipe his ass at the same time with with that bum chin i've got a bum chin under this beard too no you just have a bum face (sighs) (laughs) just gonna finish up guys um good morning good afternoon good evening fuck you well (laughs) this is the shit i love what, hurting me? Yeah. Because yeah. you get you just build up enough and you're like, motherfucker. But no one else does it. Yeah.